Get ready to rumble! That's right. Because it's official. We are on the road to WrestleMania, uh, among many other things. We're going to Saudi, but of course, you you don't want to go there alone. You got to be, uh, well, you don't want to go there at all because uh, <laughs> let WWE probably. handle that. Uh, but we'll do the talking. Even if you don't want to watch it, we'll cover it for you because, of course, we are the Shoot Brothers Wrestling Podcast, the one and only hosted by myself, Mike the Shoot Shepherd. Cameron Crown Jewel Osborne. Ding, bang, bang. And yeah, we are here. We just had the Royal Rumble this past weekend. Two Rumbles. Um, some better than others. We'll get into that and more. We got lots to talk about. I mean, AEW is popping off as always. NXT's doing well. They got the Vengeance Day coming up. And everything in between. We got titles to give out. Uh, I'm sure there's some news things that'll pop up here and there. Some things happened. And yeah, the wrestling world never stops, and neither do we. So let's just get right into things, shall we? Let's get into right things, shall we? Uh, yeah, I guess we had the big, um, our big premium live event. Which yeah, the Royal Rumble. This week, course. I didn't hear it. I didn't hear it called the premium live event, especially as much as it was on day one. Uh, the Royal Rumble. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Let's just get to it. We can kind of skip over very, very few, very, very few things from uh, Friday night's show uh, of SmackDown, of course, implicated the next day. So we'll kind of maybe cover that as we go, maybe. Yeah. Uh, throughout, well, I can just mention yeah, one as or two the, things as the action quick. plays out. Yeah. How about you do a quick little uh, surmise? Well, basically, I guess the big news was Sasha Banks returns. Uh, she had that brief little injury thing, but. You know, I would have just saved it for the next day because she's like, yeah, I'm going to be in the Rumble. It's like, why not just use the surprise? I don't know. Bit, uh, bit bizarre, especially considering that, you know, returns and uh, yeah. all that but sort hey, of I nonsense. Mean, maybe that's the last minute thing someone needed. Like, okay, now I'm watching the Rumble. Sasha's in it. Yeah, Snoop Dogg's uh, at home. It's like, now I'm going to watch. <laughs> yeah, I'm curious how many things, especially like that, move the needle for a wrestling, for, for a wrestling fan or... Yeah. Whatever the case is. Uh, and then the other thing, we finally got the long-awaited match. Naomi took on Sonya Deville. And there was no shenanigans. I mean, Sonya tried to cheat and stuff, but we got a clean finish. Naomi got the win. The hero conquers. Uh, after 153 days of putting up with her bullshit, she mm. finally got the big win. And uh, Afterwards, they're both like, yeah, well, I'm entering the Rumble. So that'll play out there as well, but... And a long time, uh, this was also Sonya Deville's first match uh, since um, she, uh, she had that hair, uh, hair uh, it wasn't like a hair versus hair match with Mandy Rose. It was uh, supposed to be, we never got that. Supposed through. to be, never happened, but yeah, SummerSlam, or rather, yeah, August 2020 was the last time that um, Sonya Deville has actually laced up the boots on television. Yeah, she looked good, mm -hmm. and uh, we'll see some more from her in just a short time, so let's just jump right over to the, uh, I mean, this is the Royal Rumble. It's much more royal, prestigious than the King of the Ring, with all due respect, and the Queen's Crown. Won't yeah. forget that. How, how, but, do, how do those two play into this? <laughs> <laughs> not really at all. Oh, okay. But, uh, uh, I mean, one of the kings wasn't even, or the king wasn't even there. King, king Woods, wasn't there. He's injured. King Woods, ankle, uh, an ankle injury still. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah, still, still waiting for him to come back, but we are live from St. Louis, uh, Missouri. 
Missouri. Missouri. <laughs> St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, over 44,000 packed into this arena. So nice big crowd here. Uh, we're starting with a big match. We got Roman Reigns taking on Seth freaking Rollins for the Universal title. And uh, a rare thing. The champ comes out first. Roman, he makes his entrance. And then all of a sudden, the shield music hits. The classic. And Rollins, he makes the classic shield entrance. Coming through the crowd. He's even got the old tactical gear on. Mm -hmm. uh, I think literally the only thing missing was the little blonde strip of hair he used to have. I mean, but. he could have gone back to that blonde strip if he really wanted to pull it around. Could have, but maybe he's like... <laughs> <laughs> as soon as we heard, uh, you know, the Sierra Hotel, that, that was the that was big pop. Love, yeah. Fans went wild. Love to hear it. Yeah, great entrance, pretty much. I mean, he's full baby face now, at least for this match. At least for this match. like that. <laughs> yeah. So he comes in hot. He's beating Reigns up. He's got things going well. Uh, picks up Roman and power bombs him right through the announce table. Michael Cole calls it a shield bomb, but I don't think that's right, Michael Cole. It's just one person. It's not a shield bomb. Yeah, just because a former <laughs> member of the shield is delivering a power bomb does not mean it's a shield bomb. Michael Cole. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then he throws him back at the ring, hits a frog splash, a buckle bomb, and then a curb stomp makes the cover. But Roman kicks out at 2.9. One of the best in the business at kickouts, Roman mm -hmm. Reigns. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Seth is just on a roll here. And uh, at some point, Roman got smacked real good in the face. His his eye was swelling up and a little bruised there. I don't know. Somewhere. Took a good shot. Yeah. Yeah. But then uh, the tribal chief has his comeback, hits a big Superman punch, a spear on the floor. He goes for another spear inside the ring, but Rollins counters it, jumps, catches him midair with the pedigree, just like in their Money in the Bank 2016 title match. Uh, but that doesn't get him the win, so a bit later, Reigns does hit the spear, but Seth still won't stay down. Uh, he just raises his fist for the old shield fist bump to Reigns, but that just pisses off Roman, so he grabs him in the guillotine, locks it in, uh, Seth's trying to escape. He almost makes it to the ropes, but then his arm goes limp. So the ref lifts the arm to check, and when he drops it, Seth manages to catch onto the ropes. So uh, Roman's got to break the submission, but he doesn't. The ref counts to five, and we get a DQ. Ruining a very, very good match, I think. Yeah, a bit of a bummer of an ending, especially that last bit when, uh, and you could tell um, the official kind of pulls Seth, Seth's hand towards the rope so he could make <laughs> that grab. Loved that spot um, and everything up until uh, the DQ. Yeah, no, yeah, I love this minute, and, or I love the match up until the finish, and you know, that had me thinking. I texted you after, I'm like, all right. This is setting something up. Seth Rollins is going to win the Rumble, get the big rematch against Roman Reigns. You know, and <laughs> yeah, and I, I was on board. You know, after last week's show, you had not made an official prediction the same way that I had leaned hard into AJ Styles. <laughs> and I went back to listen to see... And you, you were total, you were total zero, you know, uh, you, you, you could, you said, I think I said AJ Styles and you're like, yeah, AJ Styles could win. And I think one of us may have yeah, said, yeah. one of us may have no, said Matt Riddle and you said Matt Riddle would be a good choice. <laughs> like you, you played it very, uh, you know, middle of the road sportscaster kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. No, I was much more confident in the women's, uh, rumble, mm -hmm. but 
Uh, yeah, after the match, Roman Reigns is just still pissed off, grabs a chair, beats the shit out of Seth, breaking the chair right over top of him. So that just led me even more. I'm like, okay, he's got to have that vengeance, revenge now, Seth. But we'll see. Still a long way to get to WrestleMania. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, and that's what it is, right? We are going to Saudi, so we can only assume that Roman Reigns will be there in some capacity. Uh, and that might mean the rematch, right? Uh, DQ, the chair, keep it going. Would a pinfall have been more satisfying? Yes. Um, but there was a <laughs> lot There was a lot to like in this matchup, for sure. Yeah, it was Yeah, a lot of fun going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but let's keep the fun going because we're kicking off our first Royal Rumble match, the Women's Royal Rumble. Uh, and right off the bat, Sasha Banks comes out at number one wearing this awesome Sailor Moon inspired outfit. And uh, yeah, that's why I was thinking like you could have just had this as a surprise entrance. But yeah, either way, wouldn't, wouldn't the pop have been, you know, or wouldn't the excitement have been that much more? Maybe, yeah. maybe, it w- maybe it wouldn't have. I don't know. That's all right. She's uh, fighting evil by moonlight, winning love by daylight. That, that's the uh, that, that's that's like the Sailor Moon uh, catchphrase, right? right? Yeah. Well, yeah, part of the theme song. But anyways, right out number two, we get our first surprise entrance uh, with the returning Melina. Do you know of Melina or anything about her? Only by name, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, she came in with John Morrison and Joey Mercury and, yeah, part of the Divas era. And mm. They gave her the full entrance. She had the red carpet, the paparazzi, and she pulls off her signature move. She was known for this more than her actual wrestling, where she jumps in the air, lands in the splits on the apron, and then slides under the bottom ropes. So, crowd pop for that. and uh, You could see it meant something to her. She got pretty emotional here, almost crying at the start of the match. Uh, but you know, Sasha's not here to fuck around and uh, feel sorry for you. She just makes short work, tosses her over the ropes, and then mocks her by doing the little split pose of her own. So, fun little start there for Sasha. And mm-hmm. Got a little nostalgia pop. And yeah, then we just get a couple quick entries. Tamina, Kelly Kelly, Aaliyah, who had a nice little showing. She, uh, I think she lasted like 22 minutes. Didn't get any eliminations, but good ring time there. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Liv Morgan came out One of the dark horses She lasted long as well 37 minutes The second longest of anyone here Had a lot of the crowd rooting for her uh, Queen Zelina comes out And she makes a huge immediate impact Because uh, Tamina was fighting with Sasha Puts her on the apron Then Zelina comes flying in And boots Sasha to the floor What a shocker We're only at number 7 yeah, that was Queen big. Selena. Sasha, I think in a previous Rumble, she had that Iron Woman kind of spot. You know, she'll be in there for 42 minutes or whatever it is. Uh, yeah. And I think, you know, as soon as you see her face, you're thinking she could be that th- that person again. But uh was not the case. No, this was a real shocker. But perhaps she's still uh, not fully recovered. So they play it safe. Just mm-hmm. had her out there for a quick little 10 minutes or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but you know what? Yeah, the crowd is stunned, but then up next was Bianca Belair right at number eight. So good choice to have her kind of, you know, get the crowd back into it and, uh, looking to be the first woman to win back to back rumbles. A lot of people's favorites in this match here. Uh, you had Dana Brooke come out with Reggie who would end up doing the spot where Dana falls. He catches her, saves her once. Mm -hmm. 
then Mrs. Undertaker, Michelle McCool comes out, hits her Styles Clash move. I forget what she calls it, but it's the Styles Clash. It's a Styles Clash. <laughs> Uh, Sonya Deville comes out, but she does not enter the ring right away. She just goes and sits at the commentary table, uh, calls the match for a bit. So Natalia comes out, and then we get the return of Cameron, former tag partner of Naomi, is the Funkadactyls. So uh, this is when Sonya decides to enter the match to go fuck with Naomi's friend. She attacks her, eliminates her, destroying any hope of a Funkadactyl reunion. And we were so close as Naomi comes out next. Right after, uh, yeah, she gets her s- some more sweet revenge. She eliminates Sonya. Yeah. So two for two for uh, Naomi here. Way to go. At least against Sonya. But anyways, we're halfway through. We're rolling along here. Carmella comes out. Rhea Ripley comes out. She did pretty well in there. Over half hour. Lots of fans. Uh, and then your queen, Charlotte Flair, comes out at 17 and uh, she throws Naomi over the ropes. Naomi catches herself in a handstand on the floor. So she's still in. But then Sonya comes up and just yanks her arms. So uh, her feet touch the floor. Naomi's out. So it looks like the feud's not quite done yet, her and Sonya. No, well, you know, when you eliminate each other, it's still good. Still got to keep going. Yeah. Yeah. This is long term feud, though. Long term. Uh, Fucking years. Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, out next, we had another fun nostalgia surprise as we had Ivory making her return in her right to censor gimmick. Do you know anything about either of these? Uh, yes. Ivory or right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. can't, so, and uh, I couldn't tell if it's a, like, a, a terrible gimmick for 2022 or a really good one. Um, yeah. It definitely doesn't fall in the middle. It was, it's either a great <laughs> gimmick or a terrible gimmick. Um. <laughs> yeah, I like it. I thought she did well here. At least her delivery. Uh, one fun. I always thought she kind of looked and sounded like Lewis's mom. Rest in peace, Jean. Oh, really? Well, you thought it looked like Jean? <laughs> a little bit, her face. But anyway, she comes out. She's got a microphone. She's cutting a promo, calling all the women in the ring lost little girls. Uh, Rhea Ripley just picks her up like a little kid, lifts her over the top ropes, knocks her to the floor, all while she's still cutting a promo. And, uh, yeah, Ivory takes a bump landing on the floor. This woman's 60 years old. Wow. So give her credit. Wow, 60, yeah. eh? Jesus. Not bad. Yeah, not at all. <laughs> uh, then we get Brie Bella coming out next, and uh, she got some big yes chants, of course, for her husband, <clears throat> Brian Danielson. So she had a little role there. And uh, up next, we had Impact Women's Champion Mickey James who came out with the title belt. The graphic said Women's Champion, Impact Women's Champion. and Yeah, she had her hardcore country theme song and gimmick. Everything about her mm-hmm. was the Impact Mickey James. So crowd was hot. They were happy to see her. Uh, Alicia Fox makes her return, sporting some new ink. She had sleeves now on her arms. Yeah, I, was trying, I, I, I thought. I, I was saying to myself, like, because as we know, I didn't want her to show up at all, probably. Uh, and then when she did, showed up with a lot of tattoos. And I'm like, okay, as long as you keep your mouth shut and don't scream so loud, I need to adjust the volume on my television. Uh, she didn't, yeah, thankfully. Think... She didn't. She didn't, thankfully. So no, somebody backstage no. must have told her, like, Fox, you gotta yeah, zip it. Zip it. Uh, then we had Nikki Ash come out, and then Summer Rae make her big return, but she only lasts a few seconds. 
then Nikki Bella comes out at 24, so we got the full Bella twin reunion. <clears throat> Her and Bree start working together, and uh, they end up becoming like the heels of the rest of the match. Um, <clears throat> and then another surprise entrance, Sarah Logan making her big return and uh, she gets in there, hits a couple moves and then she locks eyes with Liv Morgan both women just a huge smile look like they're going to cry as the crowd pops for this uh, Riot Squad reunion, partial mm-hmm. uh, but then the Bellas, they ruin it, they attack Logan, eliminate her, eliminate Liv Morgan so yeah, they're the big heels now <clears throat> and then the legendary Lita comes out next um, although it was kind of weird booking they had a baby face like her she was the one that went after another crowd favorite Mickey James eliminated her so a little weird but oh well who knows who knows after that mighty Molly Holly makes her entrance here the original woman superhero so some great booking when Nikki Ash attacks her on the entrance ramp beats the crap out of her tosses her in the ring and then knocks her right over the ropes to eliminate her so that was a that was a fun interaction between those two. Yeah, quick elimination. Yeah, uh, I mean, hopefully this this heel Nikki. We're all just waiting for her to lose the costume. But uh, then at number twenty eight, we get confirmation. The hot rumors all weekend uh, turned out to be true. As bad reputation hits, signifying the return of Ronda Rousey. And she storms down to the ring. She's got that no nonsense look on her face and. Uh, makes an immediate impact, just laying blows down upon everyone. Gets a couple quick eliminations. Uh, at one point, Brie Bella also turns on Nikki to eliminate her to get revenge for a couple years ago. And number 29, we had Shotzi. And I was very disappointed with her booking because, you know, she comes out this late, gets zero eliminations, and then she's gone in less than three minutes. So disappointing for me. Mm. But then the final coveted number 30 spot goes to Shayna Baszler. So she comes out. This gives Rousey a big smile as these two are, you know, friends, allies. So we whittle our way down to the final four. Bianca Belair, Charlotte Flair, Ronda Rousey, Shayna Baszler. Uh, Belair and Shayna, they fight into the corner. Bianca picks her up for the KOD over the ropes. But then this asshole Charlotte comes in from behind and dumps them both to the floor. So now it's just Charlotte and Ronda, and uh, it really didn't take long. They stare down for a bit. Charlotte runs in with a big boot. Rousey catches her, lifts her up, tosses her to the floor, ending the match. So Ronda Rousey, your Raw Rumble winner. Wow. Winner. Mike, I didn't think you would go through each uh, entrant in uh, individually. I'm impressed that you... Uh... That you that that you remembered the order <laughs> of which, yeah. yeah. I mean, geez, I I, I got to give at least by name. At least by I name, uh... I gotta give I gotta give you I gotta give you kudos for that. Uh, it was great to see um, some great reactions from a lot of the women from the divas era. You know, they they seem to be welcomed <clears throat> by the crowd. You know, I think uh, you know I think the divas era is known as you know getting maybe a lot of stick from fans. Um, you know, while the criticism should be at the booking, not the actual talent themselves, right? Uh, we saw everything in there. We saw the Ripley, uh, Nikki A.S.H. thing, you know, I'm sure. You know, you see kind of the, you know, it's the, you see the people locking eyes, uh, like they did 
many years ago. Sarah Logan. Sarah Logan was my biggest pop of the night, I got to say. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was not expecting that. It, it was really the only, and kind of when you go through those lists, right, you think about the Michelle McCools, the Kelly Kellys, uh, the Molly Holly. This is not their, uh, even Alicia Fox, this isn't their first Rumble and there's only no. been four, three rumbles. And you're like, yeah, okay, okay, <laughs> you're back, you're back. But never in a million years thought I'd see Sarah Logan. And remember, she made it down to the final two in that very first Royal uh, Women's Royal Rumble. Um, wow. You know, this is a match that she knows what's going on. And uh, so that was my biggest pop of the night. And of the night. Wow. Oh, sorry, sorry. Of the match. Sorry, sorry. That was <laughs> okay. that was my well, biggest, I... that that was my biggest pop of this match. Well, you know, in terms of that kind of big return thing, maybe a bit of yeah. a bummer that we didn't get to see, um, at least Io Shirai and Dakota Kai. Uh, for me personally, I understand. You know, maybe Bailey is still hurt. I know before we had mentioned, oh, maybe Bailey will come back. Who the hell knows? She could still be injured or whatever, but. Especially someone like Io yeah. Shirai or Dakota Kai, you think that they would be fucking there, right there. Yeah, and I thought maybe Asuka would be ready to come back. Maybe even Asuka, but... yeah. You know, they, they, you know, they could be nursing injuries or whatever it is like that. But of course, as soon as Ronda yeah. Rousey, as soon as that music chimed, uh, I think everyone in the back of their mind got the feeling of, well, <laughs> she's there's a good chance she could win it. <laughs> Um, yeah. So yeah, all in all, fun spot. Would have loved if that final showdown was maybe a little bit longer. Um, yeah, between Ronda, you know, it was kind of like I was expecting at least a little bit of back and forth, not just really like Ronda won by Charlotte Flair fucking up. You know, it, it, Ronda didn't yeah. win by her own like, look at me, I'm the best. Uh, she <laughs> won just because like, oh, Charlotte won for the boot, uh, sold it. Uh, she's still our SmackDown Women's Champion <laughs> though. Remember that. Yeah, 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 she'll have her own. I mean, she might even end up facing Ronda at WrestleMania. We'll see. But uh, Ronda has to make her choice. So, yeah, she'll make her choice. But she points at the WrestleMania sign. The pyro goes off, which uh, will end up having an effect on our next match. But uh, let's just give you a couple quick stats. Of course, uh, Bianca Belair. She was the Iron Woman, lasting forty-seven minutes thirty seconds. And Charlotte Flair had the most eliminations with five. So, your top two of this year's Rumble. Yeah, the, the big ones. The big ones, yeah. The big ones. Good stuff. Uh, so, let's go to this next match. Becky Lynch defending the Raw Women's title against Dewdrop. Big opportunity here. Biggest of her career. Getting a, a singles match on pay-per-view. Not even on a pre-show. So Wow. There was, there was no pre-show. I mean, yeah, there was no pre-show match at all. There was an hour pre-show, but you missed nothing at all. Yeah, not even a dark it. match, not even a... So yeah, hey. I just watched the, the first period of the Leaf game. That's what I was doing. <laughs> uh, so anyways, yeah, crowd, super hot for Becky, of course. Uh, but unfortunately, there's a couple things working against this match uh, early on. I mean, of course, it's hard to follow a Royal Rumble when the crowd just spent all that energy on an hour-long match, but... Uh, the second big thing was uh, the celebration from Rondi, Ronda pointing at the WrestleMania sign caused the the pyro that went off caused the sign to catch on fire. So uh, early on in the match, you'll see like half the crowd, they're all got their heads turned to the side and people are recording on their phone. And 
Yeah, apparently they had to lower the WrestleMania sign and evacuate the section of fans for a little bit. Yeah, you can see these videos, and it was the same thing. You didn't know what was going on while it was happening, and you never want to look on Twitter or anything because there could be some kind of spoiler that you don't want. You're like, if if I'm supposed to hear about it, they will tell me about it. (laughs) Uh, And then we can wait until after. But yeah, of course. You know, usually when you see... Um, everybody looking in one direction, you're thinking to yourself, oh, somebody, um, like a performer coming through the crowd for some kind of, you know, funny business DQ. Or, you know, there's maybe like a fight in the crowd. Like a fight, yeah. Exactly. Somebody getting kicked out. Something that you're like, okay, you know. Enzo Amore's in the front row. Enzo Amore's in the front row again. If if they want us to see it, they'll show it to us. Uh, But not in this case. You'll see, you can see the videos. Uh, yeah, it was on fire a bit, I guess. Why do we need the pyro yeah. directly beside <laughs> the sign? So it looks cool. I mean, I guess, yeah. What are these signs made of? <laughs> Did anyone check in the know. flammable materials? Yeah, so that was a bit unfortunate, but I mean, the match itself was pretty good. Uh, you know, evenly fought, 13 minute bout. Uh, Outside the ring, Dewdrop goes for a cannonball, but Becky avoids, so she slams hard into the steps. Uh, but then back in the ring, she starts hitting Becky with these, these big sentons, cannonballs in the corner, crushing her. Uh, but then Becky pulls out a new move, the the Molly go round tribute to Molly Holly. And was that uh, was that her little kind of like uh, on top rope flip thing? Yeah, that like was a cool. Flip where she lands with her legs. Yeah, yeah. I like cool that. move. I like that one. Yeah. Cool stuff there. So, uh, do drop though, pulling out some uh, a nice little Rikishi driver, a couple other big moves. And she wants to finish the job, climbs up the ropes, but then Becky runs up after her and hits the manhandle slam off the second rope. That gets her the win to retain the title. So, yeah, I like the match. It was just, uh, yeah, that unfortunate stuff distracting the crowd. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I guess that, you know, that distracted the crowd for uh, several minutes, which I'm sure. But, uh, yeah, the match itself was great. Unfortunately, the crowd was just dead. You know, everyone, but, you know, it was a good match. Nobody made any mistakes. Yeah. Uh, You know, it was was just really too bad that, um, you know, with, with a louder crowd reaction, this would have come across as a bigger deal. Yeah. yeah. If it was up to me, I would have swapped uh, the position of this match with that mixed tag gender match. Yeah, maybe. Maybe just that could have been all it is, right? You know, just kind of reordering uh, our booking decision. Could have been either. But let's move right along to the WWE title match. We got Brock Lesnar defending against Bobby Lashley. Uh, the dream match that Bobby has wanted for years now, so. Uh, and I'm sure this is a dream match of Vince McMahon's because we got a lot of beef in this room. Oh, here. there's so much beef in here. <laughs> so much beef. And these guys were using it. Just uh, big power moves, German suplexes all over the place uh, by both men. Lesnar, especially. He jumps so high, nearly lands on his head selling for Lashley here. So mm-hmm. Great stuff. Uh, Lesnar goes for the F5, but Lashley slips out, hits a spear, and then he hits a second spear. So Brock's in a bit of trouble here. He rolls out to the floor, stands up right in front of that magical spot, right in front of that barricade. So we all know what's coming. Lashley charges in for a spear. Brock avoids. Bobby crashes through the barricade. A spot that has become way too overused. Uh, like that one barricade. Just change it up. Do it. It's di- always that one. Pick yeah. a different one. You know, like you guys are you guys are rigging it yourselves. So just fucking change it. I know. It's every pay-per-view and even 
couple times on weekly TV we see it. So it's yeah. too much. Too much, guys. Yeah. yeah. Uh, then Lesnar takes over, hits a bunch more suplexes, goes for the F5, but Lashley once again slips out, gets Brock in the heart lock. So Brock's in trouble now. He charges into the corner to break Lashley off, but the referee kind of gets sandwiched in between, so he's damaged, and then Brock picks up Lashley, and this time he finally hits the F5, but as he's spinning Lashley around, his leg hits the ref on the head. So that knocks him all the way out. So uh, Brock makes the pin, but there's no one there to count. And this is when Roman Reigns appears, hits Lesnar with a big spear. And then Roman walks over to Paul Heyman, who's been standing at ringside holding the WWE title. Reigns just holds out his hand. Heyman hands him the belt. And Reigns smashes Brock in the head with it. And then walks off with Paul Heyman. As the new referee runs out, Lashley makes the cover and gets the three. So new WWE champion, two-time Bobby Lashley. Two-time. No, yeah, two. Two-time. And we get our confirmation that Heyman, Heyman and Reigns, the split was never real. It was all just a ruse. It was all just a ruse by the Penguin himself. Um... Yeah, my my biggest takeaway it was was a uh, actually probably like a retrospective takeaway the uh, the intro like video promo package that it had you know with these two guys featured a lot of clips of metal being forged uh, directly <laughs> after the WrestleMania sign was set on fire uh, so it went in one in that way it was like huh bad timing uh, but yeah these dudes weren't gonna throw on a fucking technical showcase you know uh, obviously. Uh, we know the type of matches Lesnar works, but we also know the type of matches Bobby Lashley works, right? We weren't going to get Lash, we weren't going to get Lesnar Daniel Bryan on this one. We right? we weren't going to get Lesnar Styles. Um, it was just going to be a series of power moves. It was always going to be that. Yeah, yeah. Then it was pretty solid. He had the title change, which I mean, Brock wasn't even really supposed to have that title to begin with, so. We'll never know what the real finish was going to be at day one. I mean, rumors are that Seth Rollins was going to be the champ, so who the hell knows? Well, you know, in this, I, I, I feel as though this, uh, this kind of re, you know, the now WrestleMania plans for the WWE title, you know, does Big E get thrown back into the mix? Is a guy like Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens? I mean, I still think it's going to, one of these four guys, it will be walking away with that WWE title for, at Mania. Yeah, they still feel think. like the top guys on Raw. Yeah, I guess uh, this elimination chamber coming up is going to decide a lot. Yes, chamber in Saudi. Uh, I think I think uh, Lashley is set to defend in the chamber. So, yeah, we'll talk more about that on Raw. But we, now we got the mixed tag match: Miz and Maurice taking on Edge and Beth Phoenix, the It Couple versus Grit Couple. Uh, but yeah, you know, I didn't care too much about this match. I mean, the storyline of it. But I mean, the wrestling was fine. It's kind of, uh, yeah, nothing wrong with it. Crowd was into it. So, uh, of course, Maurice was running around trying to avoid fighting as much as possible. So Miz and Edge do a lot of the heavy lifting. But Maurice pops in for a little cheap shot when she can. And uh, eventually Beth Phoenix tags in, though, gets her hands on her, beats the shit out of her. Uh, goes for the pin, but Miz shoves her off to break it. So Beth says, fuck it. Goes after the Miz, which allows Maurice to sneak in and nail Beth from behind with that loaded purse. Uh, 
Uh, so Maurice makes the cover, but Beth kicks out. The men tag in. Beth hits Miz with a power bomb, and then Edge hits a, a rare high flying move, a top rope elbow drop. And, uh, Maurice, her one big spot of the match, she jumps off the top rope into a Hurricane Rana on Edge. And then Miz hits the skull crushing finale. So it looks like they could have it won, but Edge kicks out of that. Then him and Beth just team up, hit a double spear. And then they both pick up their opponents for a double glam slam. And that gets the pinfall for the grit couple. Yeah, I think if, um, uh, yeah, Beth, Phoenix, Edge, they win. I think out of these uh, non-Rumble matches, there was four of them. I think this is probably the one that most people could want to cut out. Maybe agree to cut out. Especially this pay-per-view felt like the, it felt long. I think at one point before the, uh, we were kind of coming up to 11 p.m. by the time the men's rumble was starting, and I was looking back at the clock like shit. We haven't had a long uh, pay per view like this in a while, especially with Mania being split up over to two nights. Uh, yeah. Uh, could this match have been cut? Probably would have saved you know 15, maybe 20 ish minutes. You know, maybe closer to 20 minutes. Of course, after video package and all that kind of thing. But yeah, what you gonna do? Yeah, what's done is done. Exactly. So <laughs> let's move right along to the main event of this premium live event. We have the men's traditional Royal Rumble match. And coming out at number one is your pick, AJ Styles. I was fucked right off the bat. <laughs> <laughs> well, as soon as it came out number one, I'm like, fuck, those are not good odds. Those cannot be good, good odds. Not good odds, but it's been done. Yeah, it's been, been done. done, but. Yeah. By uh, Shawn Michaels, Edge, and one other person, as WWE likes to say. Who's the other person? Chris Benoit. Oh, okay. Gotcha. <laughs> so we just don't mention So they'll just say, like, uh, three people or yeah, something. Yeah, three men have won, including Shawn Michaels and Edge. And Edge. From number one. Number one. <laughs> uh, anyways, I mean, but if you want to give a guy a chance, I mean, AJ, he's more than capable of doing it. I mean, it he's himself. the guy who would have the, you know, the best chance of doing it. You are right. Yeah. Uh, and then coming out at number two, Nakamura, for, former Royal Rumble winner mm-hmm. himself. So, And, of course, tons of history with AJ. So, Got the crowd real hyped up for the start. They're going at it. Austin Theory comes out next, and uh, he did pretty good, lasting over 20 minutes. Actually ended up being the second longest. Uh, there was no, like, super long Iron Man in this one. Hmm. So, good for him. Uh, Robert Roode, he's in and out real quick. Ridge Holland is next. Montez Ford, Damian Priest, Sami Zayn. So we're starting to fill up now. And uh, after Sami Zayn, of course, is Johnny Knoxville coming out. He had uh, Preston Lacey, Wee Man, uh, new guy Jasper. Jasper. Uh, yeah, movie comes out tonight, folks. You can go see it. Oh, tonight? Yeah, I, th- I thought it was tomorrow. I'm so stoked. Well, I think you can get a special Thursday sneak peek at some Oh, fantastic. That's what we need. But, yeah, I'm hoping to go see it. Uh, anyways, yeah, Johnny Knoxville, he's dressed up in this goofy superhero-style gear. He's got the sports goggles on. Uh, goes right after Sammy, just starts pounding on him. But then all the other wrestlers are like, hey, jackass, you don't belong here. And, uh, they all team up on Johnny, hit him with all their moves. and Sammy finishes the job with a haluva kick, knocking him to the floor. So uh, Sammy celebrates, then AJ scoops him from behind, eliminates him. So he's out. Uh, then Angelo Dawkins is in, so him and Ford working together. And then at number 11, we had Omos. 
So uh, I had some high expectations for him in this Rumble, but uh, he really did not make much of an impact at all. I mean, he got three eliminations, but he only lasted four minutes, 24 seconds. So, yeah, I thought we would see more from Omos, or more of a, like a 10 elimination. It was only that, eh? Well, you know, and typically the big guy is given that spot. Right, yeah. you know, the I mean, get a lot of eliminations, take have a lot of guys to eliminate you. Yeah, I just thought, I mean, yeah, whatever, you know. Uh, he gets a couple eliminations, though. Uh, then Ricochet comes out, Chad Gable comes out, and that's when things turn. As Gable coaches everyone in the ring, he's like, hey, guys, listen, you're doing it all wrong. We got to work together to take out the big guy. And then he tells Damian Priest, he's like, you, you're the biggest one. You go after him. So... Uh, yeah, he attacks Omos, and, but Omos gets the better, eliminates Priest. So then everyone just rushes Omos. They all jump on him. They're trying to push him over the ropes, uh, but he's still hanging on. So Dominic Mysterio comes out next. He joins in the group, pushing Omos. And then AJ Styles hits the ropes, jumps in with a phenomenal forearm to finish the job, knocks Omos off the apron to eliminate him. But it took six men, six men to do okay, so. Okay, that's an appropriate amount of, uh, <laughs> you know, like that. that's a big show, you know, Braun Strowman type of level. So I'm okay with that. Yeah, I mean, I'm okay with all of it. I just thought they've been building him all year. I thought he'd have a bit more of a dominant performance. Yeah, maybe. But, Especially, oh well. you know, breaking up with AJ. They've had their blow-off match already. You're kind of like, okay, what's what's keeping him around? Yeah. So we'll see where he goes. But uh, we're at the halfway point when Happy Corbin and Ziggler come out. Uh, Corbin eliminates Dominic Mysterio before Ray has even come out. So all that time of teasing this Ray and Dominic thing, and they don't even share the ring for a second, which I thought was kind of lame. Yeah, maybe a bit of a bummer, too, especially, you know, because we're always thinking about mania, right? You're like, okay, how do we get these guys to... You know, to yeah, I mean, every to, week we on Raw, there? they could... They were throwing each other over the ropes every every day on Raw. So I don't know. Whatever. Who knows? Uh, we had Seamus come out, and then Rick Boogs, who I think is the first time I've ever heard his entrance music. He didn't have his guitar. It was just some. It was just him. Yeah. It was just him and his rock song, whatever it is, generic rock. But uh, crowd seemed to cheer Boogs, but it's it's almost impossible to tell if they're saying Boogs or Boo. So he's got the perfect name. Yeah. Boogs. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, he was doing all right. Uh, Madcap Moss comes out to pretty much no reaction. But I'll tell you what, the crowd certainly reacts when him and Corbin team up against AJ. And motherfucking Madcap Moss is the one who tosses AJ Styles over the ropes to eliminate him. Yeah, that that one hurt so, me in particular. That seems like an extra. Like, not only did AJ, they, that seems like they purposely did it to hurt you. To have Madcap Moss, of all people, yeah. eliminate AJ Styles. Weird, very, very weird choice. Very weird. But uh, number 20, Matt Riddle comes out. So that cheers the crowd up a little bit. And uh, there was even a couple hot rumors after the Rumble that someone pitched Riddle as a winner at one point. But... Whatever, we'll see. Uh, Drew McIntyre comes out next. He's back from injury and goes right after the guys that took him out, eliminating Corbin and Madcap and uh, beats them around with some steel steps. Then Kevin Owens comes out, Rey Mysterio in his 13th Raw Rumble here, a former winner as well. Kofi Kingston comes out at 24. 
Kevin Owens goes right after him. Uh, Kofi tries to springboard into the ring, but Owens shoves him. Kofi leaps to the barricade, uh, to the barricade, and tries to hang on to save himself, but his feet touch the ground, and slow motion replay confirms it. So Kofi is out. There is no hope spot. Yeah, they went for the Kofi spot, of course. Um, and it was weird because I thought to myself, oh shit, his feet hit. But then yeah. they very, very quickly went to a replay and you could hear Michael Cole saying like, oh, oh yeah, his feet touched, feet touched. It was like, oh, they could have not shown us that replay. Maybe like, how do you make that split second decision, right? Like, don't show him the yeah. replay and we pretend that his feet never touched. Or... Yeah, like, oh, okay, we tried. Uh, yeah, we tried. Uh, the, and the fact that they showed the replay so quick, I'm it like, maybe this so was on quick. purpose. Yeah. I was like, maybe that was the shtick, is that Kofi's done so many things, and maybe he was supposed to fail this time, but... It, it was uh, Kofi, so I think, fast. Kofi went on Twitter afterwards, though, and I think he confirmed it was a botch. He's like, you know, I'd rather try and fail than not try at all, or something like that. Oh, well, that's good on him. So, now ah, you know, you've done it. You earned a pass for this one. You've done so many good things. You know, you weren't supposed to win the Rumble, so it's not a big deal. Uh, then we had some big men. Otis comes out. Big E comes out. Uh, number 27, a surprise entrance. Bad Bunny making his uh, return, hopping along to the ring. Big and, return. Uh, looking Big pop, too. Yeah, looking pretty good once again. You know, this guy, he's serious. He's serious about this wrestling and hits some big high-flying moves. A Canadian destroyer onto Matt Riddle and uh, even gets a couple big elim eliminations. As Sheamus runs at him with a bro kick, he pulls down the ropes, knocks Sheamus out of the ring, and uh, yeah, Bad Bunny and Rey Mysterio team up to eliminate Ziggler. So two eliminations for Bad Bunny. Only one less than Omos. Can you believe that? I no, I can't. No, if that feels weird. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then number twenty-eight is Shane McMahon, the best in the world, returns with the worst punches in the world, and uh, this asshole goes on and eliminates Kevin Owens. What the hell is that about? I mean, I guess they do have some kind of uh, you know they do have some history. Yeah, but Kevin Owens, come on. Uh, number 29, the big hometown hero, Randy Orton, comes out. Huge reaction here in St. Louis. And uh, goes on a roll for a bit, teaming up with Riddle. They hit a bunch of RKOs, get a couple eliminations. And then we count down to the final spot. Number 30, who's it going to be? Uh, it's Brock Lesnar. So my pick, Seth Rollins, is out the window, not even in the match. So, hey. I guess your AJ did better. I mean. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so Lesnar comes in and just quickly makes an impact, beating everyone up. Uh, clotheslines Randy over the top rope. So just like that, two minutes and 21 seconds, the hometown boy is gone. That was, too that was a little surprising. Quick, too. That was quick. Too quick. Yeah, like him and Riddle barely got to do anything. Uh, then Brock picks up the bad bunny, F5s him out of the ring, and uh, then he catches Riddle, tosses him to the floor. So now he's just breaking hearts, just getting rid of all the crowd favorites. But uh, nobody's heartbroken when he eliminates Shane McMahon next. And I mean, before you even know it, blink and miss it. We don't even have a final four. We're down to just the final two now. Uh, Brock Lesnar, Drew McIntyre. So we got some history between these two men. 
I think uh, we mentioned on this show, they had one of the greatest Royal Rumble moments ever together with that uh, big elimination when Drew knocked Brock out a couple years back. But uh, he wants to do it again, tries to hit Brock with a Claymore, but Brock just sidesteps, picks up Drew, F5s it to the floor to get the win. So Lesnar is going to WrestleMania. I mean, he was going anyways, but... <laughs> You'd probably be yeah, there anyways. Not the winner I wanted. <clears throat> I mean, not the winner that probably you wanted, not the winner you saw, and it ended up being that I found myself more excited for the uh, the little bits, some of the little bits in the middle, too, right? Uh, the Bad Bunny spot. The Bad Bunny had the great, I think, had one of the best rumbles amongst all these men. He kind of got one of everything. He got a big <laughs> spot, like a big, like, you know, so he got the Destroyer. He got a big elimination. He took an F5. He kind of did a little bit, you know. He kind of got to do everything, like a, like almost yeah, have the, as team, if, the team up with Rey Mysterio. As if there's a Royal Rumble checklist, he got to go like boop, boop, <laughs> boop. Like I got all those things. Now I can only imagine that as soon as Lesnar lost his WWE Championship, there was probably a stir, an assumption that hey, he could come in the Rumble and win it. But this, I think, I don't know, Mike, how you, this was weird to me. Like, I feel as though the way that the Lesnar match ended with Roman, they just booked Roman and Lesnar right there. It was almost like as soon Roman as Paul Heyman. Uh, no, no, the end of the Lesnar match when Roman came back and he took Paul oh, Heyman sorry, back yeah, with yeah. him. I was like, oh, they just, they just booked that match for Mania just in that one moment. Uh, and then to see Roman come out, or sorry, to see Brock come out again and then win, sort of seemed like a hat on a hat. Be you know, <laughs> it's like it's like somebody backstage was saying like, well, we need a reason, like why he qualifies to take on Roman, and then somebody's like, boom, have him win the Rumble. But I think he kind of qualified to rematch with Roman without needing to win the Rumble. Uh, that being said, he could yeah. still go on to take on Bobby Lashley. That isn't to say that the decision is set in stone. Uh, however, you know, if Lesnar Reigns was the money match in the first place, I don't think he needed to win the Rumble for that. Yeah, yeah, not the winner. Not the exciting winner that I wanted, but... I mean, it's not the worst winner of all time, but yeah, definitely not something Brock needed. And anyway, who's your who's your uh, uh, who's your least worthy winner ever? Uh, if, probably Alberto Del Rio. Okay, okay, a guy like that. You know, where we had seen, um, you know, I mean, AJ Styles put on a great performance. Matt Riddle, a name that you just threw out there, would have been a you know, he's got world champ written all over those abs. Um, yeah, so this could have been an opportunity for Big E to say like, "Hey, I'm still fucking here and I'm still fucking relevant." It just, Big E did pretty much nothing. I only mentioned his name and that was it. Virtually nothing. Recap. It felt. Yeah. It just felt. It was nice that Drew Brock. That's what it kind of came down to. Because then in my mind, I'm thinking like, "Yeah, Drew never got that moment in front of the crowd at Mania. Maybe this is it." Uh, and then that also didn't happen. Uh, yeah. And I mean, the whole thing, like, there was no exciting, like, the final four. You didn't even really notice. They were just out. And Shane McMahon was part of the final four. What the hell is that? Yeah, all in all, I think it kind of fell a little bit flat. I had a lot of fun moments throughout the pay-per-view. Uh, but really, just this, this, this men's match, when it came to just the winner and, you know, kind of the order of eliminations... 
that was really the worst part for me, which sucks because that should be the best part. <laughs> yeah. No, I thought, uh, I mean, uh, AJ Styles, he was your Iron Man, 20 minutes and six seconds. Which, That's not I mean, a lot. It's a good time. It's not a That's lot, though. less yeah, than half to... the amount of time that the Rumble was going on for. Yeah, and he also had the most eliminations with six. So, not the result you wanted, but still the strongest uh, statistical showing. Yeah, playing. two out of three. Anyway. Most eliminations, longest time, <laughs> just couldn't get the win. Yeah, well, speaking of time, Brock Lesnar, only two minutes and 32 seconds for him in the fucking ring. So, Jeez. little bastard. Yeah, I don't know, yeah. Uh, odd, oddly booked for me personally. Uh, just kind of when it yeah. comes down to that champion. But, I guess, you know, I guess Brock... And he's a Rumble champion already, you know. It's he, he he's going to the Hall of Fame now with at least two Rumble wins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, no. Overall, I thought the women's Rumble was the better of the two, which seems to happen most years. I think almost every year, but one. Uh, the uh, Drew uh, 2019. That was the big. Drew year. Yeah. Um, uh, that being said, though, these this is two Rumbles straight now of at least on the men's side, part timers winning. And Edge, I know, is kind of a tweener when it comes to the part-timer. But I only mean part-timer in the sense that we'll see a guy like Riddle in a normal match on Raw. We just don't see Edge on a, you know, we don't see Edge and Otis on fucking Raw. You know, (laughs) but we do uh, see Matt Riddle take on guys. We'll see Riddle, Corbin, Riddle, this guy, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, overall, the women's rumble I thought just had the more fun surprises and returns, and yeah, the booking. Like we didn't get the men's rumble didn't play off any of the stories, like the Ray and the Dominic. Yeah, we didn't get Ray Dominic. We didn't get Riddle Randy. You know that isn't to say that these things won't eventually happen. You know they could just be holding out yeah. for a bigger moment. But clearly tonight was about Brock Lesnar. It was about his stories. It was about where he's going. It's about, you know, what's going on in his life. It really felt, I mean, after the entire show, it felt like no, none of the other male competitors even fucking mattered. Well, uh, also not a single NXT wrestler to be found on either Rumble. We were expecting Probably. the likes of maybe a Ciampa or a Peter Dune. Uh, yeah, or hell, even Braun Breaker for a little pop. You know, why not? I mean, yeah, Roddy Strong, any of those guys, so... I don't know. I guess they firmly uh, want to firmly separate those worlds for now. Who knows? That being said, though, it was nice to not get a Goldberg or like <laughs> Kane for some reason. You know, like we didn't get any of those or like Hornswoggle. Like we didn't get any of the yeah. like, OK, no one gives a shit kind of uh, kind of returns. So that was a positive. Yeah. Yeah. No, everyone pretty much had at least some parts. A moment. Around. Exactly. Okay. Well, that's the rumble in the rear view, baby, which means that we are on the road to uh, WrestleMania. So let's uh, let's let's move on with the podcast, then, shall we? Let's move on um, to uh, crowning a brand new tweet of the week champion. It's the tweet of the week. It's the tweet of the week. Uh, we're crowning a brand new Tweet of the Week champion, a brand new first time ever to uh, our NXT champion, uh, Braun Breaker. Wow. I didn't even know he was on no, Twitter. I, I didn't even know that he was in the <laughs> world either, but uh, um, Braun Breaker seems to be building a little bit of online social media heat 
uh, with none other than Dolph Ziggler. Braun Breaker uh-huh. tweeted out to the world on the other day at Heel Ziggler says he doesn't work on Tuesdays. Apparently, he can't work Saturdays either. Followed by a oh. video clip of Dolph Ziggler being thrown over that top rope in St. Louis <laughs> at the Royal Rumble. Uh, Dolph Ziggler seems like the kind of guy who could, you know, make an NXT appearance. Yeah, I mean, AJ Styles just did it recently, so why not Ziggler? Why not Ziggler? You know, Braun Breaker <laughs> seems like the perfect guy to kick out of a zigzag. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Kick out at one. Kick out at one. <laughs> so there you have it. Tweet of the champion. Congratulations to Braun Breaker, our NXT champion. Uh, so let's follow up the Rumble then. Shall we? The Rumble was on Saturday. So we're going to kick our way through the weekend where we show up on Monday on the USA Network, the home of Monday Night Raw. Let's get raw! Yes, among mm-hmm. others. Yeah, amongst other things, I'm sure. Uh, but yeah, we only care about Raw here, so Adam Pierce comes out to announce the main event. For the Saudi Arabia Elimination Chamber will be Bobby Lashley defending his title inside the chamber. So we'll have a couple qualifying matches. Uh, A couple of people just get put in for free. Uh, We'll figure that out throughout the night. But... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's always the weirdest thing, eh? When you qualify, and we do this all the time for all sorts of battle royals, all sorts of chamber things, money in the bank. Some people just get to go there. Some people have to fight their way to it. Uh, always bizarre. Yeah. Uh, so Lashley comes out with MVP, looking real sharp in his new suit. He's not too happy with Pierce's announcements after he just busted his ass to win the title. But then Brock Lesnar interrupts, and he's dressed for a fight. He's got his ring gear on and tells MVP to shut the hell up or I'll stick the cane right up your ass. And, uh, he addresses Bobby, says, where's your pride? You know you didn't beat me Saturday night. You only won thanks to Roman and Heyman. Uh, but then I went on and won the Rumble. But don't worry. I'm not going to challenge you at Mania. I'm going to challenge Roman Reigns. So we've got that question answered. Uh... But he says it's going to be title versus title. Because as you can see, I'm dressed for a fight. And I'm challenging you to a rematch right here tonight. Uh, but MVP says, nope, we declined. So Brock says, Bobby, you're nothing but a little chicken shit. Which pisses off Lashley big time. But still not quite enough to accept the match. So he walks off. and uh, Pierce announces that Lesnar is officially inserted to the Elimination Chamber match. Okay. So yeah. So that's your two spots uh, eaten up so far out of the six. Uh, then we get to our first match. Rhea Ripley takes on Nikki Ash. The big grudge match here. and A uh, pretty decent fight. Uh, both women getting some near falls. Nikki goes for her neck breaker, but Ripley counters with a vicious riptide to get the pin. And uh, yeah, that riptide looked extra devastating. Extra devastating. It's nice to see that these two are kind of finally going at it. Yeah, hopefully uh, wrapping up the feud. Decent match. Oh. I, I, well, I was going to say it did not feel like a blow off to the feud. It felt it felt kind of just like a random match on a Monday. I don't know if yeah, you uh, didn't really get. 
Yeah, exactly. You know, I think until we see that full kind of heel transition for Nikki A.S.H., you know, we'll keep going. Yeah. Uh, Let's go backstage for round two of the Alpha Academy Academic Challenges. Uh, This week we have the scooter race. Uh, We got Riddle racing against Gable. So just one-on-one here. And uh, Gable's all dressed up. He's got a speed suit, a full body suit with a helmet sent to him by fellow Olympian speed skaters. So a nice little advantage for him there. And uh, the rules are 50 laps around the arena. And then you got to cross the finish line at ringside. So this is like a NASCAR. (laughs) Uh, anyways, we'll we'll give you some updates later. <laughs> more more on that to come. Yes, uh, I mean you're not gonna sit here and watch 50 laps, so uh, we get more therapy between Alexa Bliss and the Doctor. And talking about Lily, the Doctor pulls out a Lily doll, and he's like, "Now this isn't the real Lily. I bought this on WWE Shop. <laughs> Use and- <laughs> promo code Lily for 15 percent off." Uh, yeah, pretty much, and. Alexa just gets a big smile. The doctor hands her the doll, and I think that's about it. Yeah, that was about it. Um, Also, yeah, Alexa Bliss looking less and less in her fiend stolen persona and more, you know, I mean, she was wearing an outfit less fiendy, more goddessy. We'll get there eventually. We'll get there eventually. I think her lipstick was less black. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Because, I mean, another woman who we did not see at the Rumble. That's right, yeah. Alexa Bless, I thought we might see and attack Charlotte and have something there. But yeah, so a lot of women on the sidelines were waiting to come back. Yeah. But uh, then we go to The Miz taking on Dominic Mysterio. And Miz spends a lot of the match arguing with Ray at ringside. Uh, but then Miz falls down, pretending Ray tripped him. And the stupid ref just buys it without even seeing it. So he ejects Ray. Ejects him from ringside, which distracts Dominic, allowing Miz to hit skull-crushing finale for the win. Yeah, short match, but classic Miz heel uh, match, you know, win in the dirty way, as it were. Uh, you know, Miz Mysterios? Maybe that's where we're going? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know, we're not? on the road, baby, so my mind's going yeah. a million miles a minute. Yeah, well, a million miles a minute. That's what Tamina's doing, chasing 24-7 champ Dana Brooke right through the racetrack. We're at lap 18 of the scooter race. Uh, And then at lap 25, Riddle runs right into Omos and just tells him he has beautiful eyes and moves along. Fantastic. Uh, Fantastic. Kevin Owens comes out for the KO show and talks about the road to WrestleMania and announces that he's in the chamber match. So he's one of those privileged few that just gets to announce it. Uh, or well, maybe not because he says as soon as I beat Austin Theory. So he's got to do that. No, oh, okay. Uh, he's got to do that first. Yeah. But then he brings out his guest, Seth Rollins, who gets a great response from the crowd. And uh, they talk about the bullshit that Reigns pulled against Seth at the Rumble. And Owen says, You got screwed. You're the universal champion of my heart. And Rollins says, well, that's SmackDown business. And this is Raw, so I'd like to announce that I will be in the chamber. Okay, baby. So so he doesn't have to qualify. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, Austin Theory comes out. He's got a match. So Theory versus Owens. This one is the qualifying match. And uh, pretty good stuff here. You know, Theory, he's been uh, on a bit of a roll. And 
there was one nasty spot where he grabs Owens and just slams him backwards onto the steps, like right onto the edge. And I don't even know how Owens sold. Yeah, that who thing. knows like, how? Yeah, who knows what's going on here? <laughs> it was a good move. Uh, both men pulling out a lot of the big moves. Owens goes for a power bomb on the apron, but Theory escapes. And when Owens goes back in the ring, Theory kicks the rope, snapping it into Kevin Owens' testicles, which allows Theory to hit the ATL. Get the big win. Theory is going to Saudi. Well, I mean, Theory's going to Saudi, baby. We've, we, I mean, I said this. Let's let's roll back the tape to where I said that Austin Theory is going to have a big 2022 um, with opportunities like this. You know, uh, opportunities to be in a chamber matchup, opportunities to win a Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, opportunities to win money in the <laughs> bank. Uh, like this dude's just uh, oozing um, with that kind of potential. Um, I think, and I'm looking at this match, and I think Austin Theory is the youngest person, at least out of the names that have been announced so far in this matchup. Austin Theory is the youngest by like ten years. It's wild. <laughs> <laughs> he's almost yeah. he's a decade younger. Uh, he's a decade younger than um, Matt Riddle. He's like fifteen or he's like twenty years younger than AJ Styles. Uh, all sorts of. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. Uh, we go backstage once again where the race continues. Street Profits watching on the sidelines, rooting for Riddle. They hand him some cups, some nice refreshments to rehydrate. But Riddle takes a sip. He's like, that's not a sports drink. See you later, dudes. And he rolls off. Uh, Gable rolls up next. He says, give me a drink. But they're like, no. And then Otis walks up with a cup in hand. So Gable takes it, drinks, spits it out. Says, what is this, steak sauce? And Otis is just like, of course. Of course. <laughs> a straight A1, yeah. baby. A1. <laughs> 11 laps to go, folks. Uh, Angelo Dawkins takes on Dolph Ziggler. Uh, Ziggler dominates early on, but Dawkins fights back. Hits the silencer to get the big win. That big silencer. And Dolph Ziggler still kicking yeah. around. Um, still kicking. You know, yeah, he's a pro. This is what he does. Well, yeah. we see uh, Montez Ford then, I guess, next. Maybe Ziggler Ford. Against Rude. Oh, is uh, Ziggler Rude. Okay, yeah. Ford Rude. That makes sense. Yeah. And then Ziggler Ford, and then Dawkins Rude. Yeah, we'll do Ford. all of them. <laughs> uh, backstage, we're on to lap 49 out of 50. Riddle and Gable are neck and neck. They're breathing heavy. Uh, we're on to the final lap now. Both men coming down the ramp. Uh, but at the turn, Gable falls off his scooter and hurts himself. So Riddle, he's got all the time in the world. He's fist bumping the crowd. Uh, he turns around the final corner, about to fast pass the finish line when Otis jumps out, attacks him, knocks him off the scooter. So the path is now wide, able, wide open for Gable. He scoots on by, even does a little lap around Riddle, and wins the race. So the series is now tied one to one. Well, yeah, as, I think remember in that uh, in the Viking Raiders thing, we I, I swear we got to like six, we got to like twelve different sports competitions, if you can recall. Uh, you know, we like the mini golf, we did like the bowling, we did all sorts of shit. As long as we don't go thirteen weeks of uh, this back to back and forth competition, I think we're good. I think they they announced it's the best of three, so I think only one Fantastic. More. Announce it right off the bat so I know what I'm in for. Yeah. But uh, Riddle's pissed off about that shenanigan, so uh, 
So Gable says you could have a match with Otis. So yeah, Riddle takes on Otis. Uh, and then before it could start, Adam Pierce comes out and says, guess what? This match is now a chamber qualifying match. Jeez. So, yeah, but I mean, Riddle just went through a marathon 50 lap race. So that's a bit. Uh, Otis has a clear advantage here. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he beats Riddle up. Riddle's bumping all over the ring for him. Uh, but then Riddle has his big comeback, hits the floating bro twice in a row and gets a three count. So Riddle has earned himself a spot in the chamber. Easy, easy does it for the for the premier athlete of Monday Night Raw. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he's up there. At least Chad uh, Gable won the scooter race, so you know gotta give him that. Yeah, uh, but when you want to talk about premier athletes, we got Bianca Belair up next, uh, taking on Carmella, who's very fit in her own right, but uh, wearing the black gimp mask again. I black still. is not. Of all the, yeah, the of black all the, the colors, like to make a mask, <laughs> there's one color which has a strict implication. Uh, and it's even got like the little metal studs on it and everything. And maybe like, Vince has never seen Pulp Fiction. I mean, it's got to be that, right? You think you think any movie with a uh, like time jumping, you know, with like a non-linear storytelling, Vince has no clue what's going on. So you know, he's not paying attention to. Uh, it's like, yeah. what is this? I think I, I remember thought someone Travolta just, was dead. <laughs> someone described Vince once. They're like, not only has Vince McMahon never seen Scarface, he hasn't even heard of it. <laughs> Scarface, he knows what's nothing that? about it. Sounds like a good yeah. gimmick. <laughs> That's pretty. That was it. Razor Ramon was Razor Ramon was Tony Montana, and Vince had no idea. Yeah, I, 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 I bet, and that's the thing, right? I bet, like, they're already going to be on TV. All these have to steps happen, and then somebody offhand will be like, yeah, it's funny. It's like Tony Montana. He's like, who's that? <laughs> You're t- uh, so anyway, I don't yeah, watch. Carmella's- I don't watch football. <laughs> like, sir, are you thinking Joe Montana? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so anyways, yeah, Carmella fighting dirty, but it doesn't matter. Belair takes over. KOD gets the win. As she should. As she should. Um, I don't think... Yeah, Queen Zelina was not there this evening. However, the two of them are still the tag champions. Yeah. Okay. Not a whole lot going on. Yeah, there. just kind of the way, I guess, you know, uh, keep Belair around. Um, you know, maybe there's a grander scheme. Uh, Bianca Belair finds herself a partner and goes after those women's tag titles. I think she'll... Still find your way back to Becky for WrestleMania. Yeah, I think I hope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, AJ Styles taking on Rey Mysterio up next for our final elimination chamber qualifier spot. Uh, they shake hands, show some nice respect, and then go on to have a nice solid match here. And uh, I mean, two veterans well scouted each other and uh, pulling off lots of great counters to each other's signature moves. And, yeah, just a real hot match. Crowd was getting into it, and uh, eventually Ray hits a six-one-nine, goes for a splash. AJ avoids it, uh, so Ray goes for a flying seated senton, but AJ catches him right into a Styles clash, hits it perfectly to get the win. So AJ Styles going to Saudi. Yeah, going to Saudi. Pew 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 pew. Yeah, so chamber match is looking pretty good. Yeah. Uh, but the final part of the show, Women's Royal Rumble winner, Ronda Rousey, comes out, gets a big pop, uh, gets on the mic, 
says she's been debating over whose title she wants to take. And, you know, I've got some unfinished business with both Charlotte and Rebecca. Uh, she says the biggest fight any woman can have is with me and Rebecca. I've never uh, heard. She kept saying Rebecca. I, I, almost <laughs> like we're changing gimmicks or something. I've never heard. Yeah. Ever. Ever. Yeah, I don't know. I guess that's her. her are, thing. are we changing like, it? Because we've kind of we've said goodbye to the man, and now we're on to this big time Bex thing. Are we re? Are we kind of retooling to use the word Rebecca? I I don't know. But either way, I think it, I think it's just Rhonda trying to be like tough. Yeah, tough. You know, kind of like you know, kinda, yeah, in that kind of way. Either way, uh, Rebecca comes out in a <laughs> fantastic. It, I wouldn't call it a shirt. I'd call it kind of like a half of a like a chicken costume, <laughs> almost. Uh, yeah, she's got some great stuff. It's like half pirate, half. Well, this week was yeah. I don't even know what it was. I don't even know what it was. But like we've said before, like that jewels. that Rollins Lynch uh, home closet is yeah, popping. Is... <laughs> um. So yeah, Becky says, "Oh, I missed you too, Rhonda. You little weirdo." And. Uh, I'm the only one in the company that's been able to beat you. And since that time, not a single person has beaten me for this title. So we all know Rousey versus Lynch is the biggest match. But seeing as it's your first WrestleMania back, I don't blame you for wanting an appetizer like Charlotte before the main course, Becky. But uh, come on, please decide soon because I want to know who I'm beating next. And Becky shoves the mic in Rousey's face. Rousey just grabs her arm, judo tosses her to the ground, and says, you'll have your answer Friday, and throws the mic at her and walks off. Uh, but mm-hmm. Becky just keeps talking trash, and then Lita comes out. And uh, she's like, wow, Becky, Rhonda's rude. What's her problem, huh? Uh, Lita just puts Becky over. Becky returns the favor. Lita says, you're a fighting champ who doesn't back down from a challenge. So I was thinking, how about you and me at Elimination Chamber? Becky says, what? No. The crowd says, yes. And Lita says, oh, you're scared. Becky says, no, you want the match? You got it. So Lita smiles and walks off. Smiles and walks off. It's just that easy. Um, <laughs> that was it. Well, throughout the Rumble, there was actually, and throughout the Women's Rumble, there was actually like a, a little bit of a feeling there that um, Lita and Charlotte uh, were kind of going I at mean, it. And commentary, commentary was bit. putting over a little bit of the two of them together you know fighting yeah i mean they had that interaction on smackdown and uh yeah and the rumble a couple moves on each other so seems like they changed directions on that if they were planning it i don't know i mean you know not, not to say that they're still not planning it now if if uh ronda rebecca is the match to go with for mania i really hope to see sometimes we see royal rumble winners booked very very seldomly between the rumble and mania you know to to build up anticipation uh for the big time they get in the ring uh i i think maybe ronda's been out a little too long for that same kind of build up i would love to see her come in and why you know start at least seeing her on television every week if not seeing her in a couple matches Kind of similar to a way that Brock has been booked ever since coming back at SummerSlam or, you know, ever since his return. We've seen a lot of Brock. He's really in the front of our minds. We've seen him in matches. We've seen him in beatdowns. We've seen him in betrayals. Uh, I would love to see Ronda Rousey booked in a similar way. Yeah. um, I think Ronda versus Charlotte is the way to go. 
because I don't think anyone's going to cheer Ronda over Becky and Becky yeah. Bianca Belair. They got all this unfinished business, so let's do that. Yeah, Becky Bianca would have Bell. to do a lot for Ronda to be the clear babyface there, and also the Ronda Rousey model is a tweener in the first place. Yeah. Um. Sort of like where you're being, the reactions you're getting are because of your name, not because of the the kind of character you're portraying. Yeah. Anyways. Anyways. Anyways, that was uh, Monday Night Raw. Both rumbles. My lord, Mike. Should we take a break? Yeah, let's take a break. It's a padded show this week, folks. We're going to come back because, of course, NXT 2.0 Royals uh, rolls on. We still have some dynamite to uh, to cover, so you're going to want to stick around. Let's shoot. Yeah, let's shoot. Yeah, let's shoot. Butter, butter. Yeah, let's shoot. Yeah, let's shoot. Yeah, let's shoot. Butter, butter. Yeah. Back here with part two of the podcast, folks. Thanks for sticking it out through the break. Uh, and especially hope you enjoyed our whole kind of first half coverage uh, as we begin the road to WrestleMania. This is it. This is the one. I think Mania. Yeah, we we, we said this before. I think um, at Cowboys Stadium, wherever that is, in Arl- Arlington, Texas. Get your tickets now because uh, it's sign point in season. Hopefully the sign won't catch on fire again. Um, who knows? Between now and then, but who knows? Maybe we'll do it once as like a joke, like a like a reference, like <laughs> ah ah, get it ah. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> uh, but let's get into some non WrestleMania action. Of course, second half of our show uh, covering the rest of the professional wrestling world. It's not the main roster, so let's move ourselves over to some NXT. NXT. What does it mean? Ba-dum. I don't know, but it's some good wrestling. So NXT, watch and see. Gotta tap out a count out of one, two, three. So we are here Tuesday night. We've got a six-man tag match to start things off. Imperium taking on Diamond Mine. Uh, Roddy Strong and the Creed Brothers. So uh, always a treat to see Gunther in action. But the crowd's still chanting Walter. That's still him, weird. So. Still weird. I don't like it. Still don't like it. <laughs> yeah. Still weird. But uh, everyone in the match uh, chips in, carrying their weight here or tossing it around. Uh, comes down to Gunther and one of the Creed brothers. Uh, still don't know who's who. Couldn't but. tell you which. <laughs> <laughs> Gunther. Gunther hits him with his massive power bomb. Gets a three count for Imperium. Uh, yeah, biggest takeaway for me was the the length of time it will take for the fans to truly change the wrestling, especially because the the gimmick didn't change. He's still no, like nothing. the ring general, like kind of like a you know you change the gimmick while changing the name. You can kind of put two and two together, uh, which you know which sucks because that, it sucks that that was my bigger takeaway rather than like a, a pretty good six man tag. Uh, which WWE does a lot. You know, they they're great at these <laughs> they're great at these multi man tag matches. Um, it was nice to see Roderick Strong still working with the Creed Brothers, despite uh, us thinking maybe that that loss means his uh, you know the loss of the cruiserweight title might mean that his time in NXT is over. But he's still going. Marina Shafir too, still getting those wins on uh, AEW Dark. So keep an eye out. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we're all on Roddy Watch. For Roddy the Watch! 
<laughs> when he uh, eventually goes to AEW. But, I mean, you know, Undisputed Era did start off with just three guys, and they added Roddy after, so yes. we'll do that again, right? Yes, in a, in a legendary <laughs> uh, he, uh, heel, heel turn. Yeah, the armband. That was a great moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, Toxic Attraction coming out next to cut a promo on Indy Hartwell, Persia Parada, and uh, they announced that they're going to defend their tag titles against them at uh, Vengeance Day in two weeks. So. Vengeance Day, of course. That's what we are uh, building up to. It'll just be a normal Tuesday night show. You know, nothing, uh, yeah. nothing you know, not on weekends. So we, we're used to this. We've seen this before. Yeah. But uh, they like to stack the card with some title matches. So uh-huh. uh, Kaylee Ray comes out next and says, hey, Mandy, your turn. Give me a title match. But Mandy says no. So Kaylee threatens her with a baseball bat. Kaylee says, you know who I am. I'm the longest woman, longest reigning women's champion of the modern era. Uh, for those that don't know, NXT UK, she had a 649-day reign. So wow, uh, dominant dominant uh she dominated an entire continent <laughs> well you were over here uh, well i don't i don't think uk well, is the continent but i'll, I'll give you that i'll give that's, <laughs> that's that, that is four Those countries words, not mine. that is four yeah. countries to dominate so i'll give you that yeah it's not the european championship like it used to be no, of but course not. anyways she says mandy you were over here slipping on your ass at wrestlemania we all remember from the was that this year the rainy slipped on her last yes year. um yeah last year night one i think was the rainy one night one yeah, yeah the rain delay that uh made me win my prediction for the time thanks to that uh, i mean that could that could have been it <laughs> that could have been it to be Maybe. honest uh but anyways yeah you're slipping in the rain you're sucking the face of otis and mandy's like yeah well look at me now uh but at the end she still does not accept the match so kaylee slaps her and leaves and uh they go to the parking lot and uh, Mandy's, uh, yeah, Kaylee steals Mandy's car and kidnaps the other members of Toxic Attraction. Within the car already like still, I yeah. guess. Uh, they hop in and, yeah. yeah, so she drives off, and but she ends up coming back and they just, throughout the show, they just, it was almost like a 24-7 segment. They were just running around back. They were running around, yeah, hi- trying to hijack the van and then... Yeah. Who the hell knows? At one strange. point, uh, uh, Malik Blade and Edris Anofi are there. Uh, yeah, she falls into, into one, guy's one arms. of them. Yeah, bizarre. He's crushing on her. I He's think Kaylee Ray dumps a, a bowl, a big, big bowl of spaghetti. Um, yeah, that's so. This 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 whole thing smelled, felt like Vince McMahon comedy. Like a cake. Gets there smashed was a in cake face, smash. Spaghetti on her head. Yeah. Like that doesn't seem like Triple H, Shawn Michaels, NXT booking. Certainly does not. But. No, this this has Pritchard <laughs> written all over it. Yeah. Uh, but let's go to some women's action. Cora Jade taking on Raquel Gonzalez. So, uh, Cora bit off, Biff bit off a lot here. Can she chew it? Uh, well, she does pretty well. She's got the crowd cheering for her, rooting for her a bit. And, uh, but eventually Raquel just catches her, hits the big chingola bomb, get the win. Mm-hmm. But, uh, Raquel was impressed though. She shows respect, picks her up, shakes her hand and says, hey, you and me, let's go win this dusty cup. So it uh, looks like they're in. We still don't know the bracket for the women's side. Still but, don't know, uh, but, like... you know, we know this is a classic story, right? The underdog rookie fighting with to prove that they have heart. Uh, yep. They can perform alongside a veteran. Um, so, yeah, that's, I mean, you know, that's what we've seen before. 
right? And uh, we will yeah. see it again. But so far, uh, Raquel Gonzalez and Cora Jade are the only actual guaranteed team for this unannounced Dusty Tag Team <coughs> Classic. Uh, and although they're the, they are the only team, I got to say it right now, I'm going to call them early favorites. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I like this matchup. Obviously, they're, they've got a lot of faith in the future of Cora Jade and Raquel, former champion as well. So, uh-huh. yeah, they've got a good chance. Yeah. Definitely got a good chance. Very much in this so. bracket, this unannounced bracket. But uh, then we get the return of Saray, who uh, backstage, she's walking up to the curtain. She's got her new, uh, her schoolgirl outfit on, whatever, with this big round, big round Harry Potter glasses. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but then as soon as she walks through the curtain, she just transforms back into regular Saray, who uh, looks much better for a wrestling thing. Uh, yeah, she's like a Power Ranger. She just transforms. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. And I don't know if that's one of those things where it's, uh, is that a thing? Or we're like, okay, you know, this is, this is the I way really this don't goes. Know. I have no idea. Because, like, afterwards they interviewed her and she said something about her necklace. Like, is her necklace? Yeah, as if it's like powers? a power ring, to a power yeah. necklace type of thing. And you <laughs> change. No idea. So, it was kind of weird. But anyway, whatever. The bell rings. She's back to pretty much the regular Saray we knew. Uh, taking on Kayla Inlay here, who does all right. Gets a few moves in, but Sarah just has her. Saray has her outmatched. Hits the Saito suplex to get the win in her return. In the big return, I guess. Um, you know, yeah, this was good. You know, hopefully a big part of the NXT Women's Division to come. Yeah, we still haven't really... Uh, seen much of what she can do. Just these limited little matches here and there. Yeah, little things, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Carmelo Hayes, Trick Williams come out, cut a promo on Cameron Grimes being the next challenger for the North American title. So Grimes just comes out to respond, and uh, yeah, we'll see that match at V-Day. Vengeance Day! I still can't get over, though. Grimes, he's looking too clean these days. That hair, that beard. Yeah, it's it's like it's getting, because now the beard is sort of what, to, uh, it groomed in the way that somebody grooms a beard always. It's like you kind of keep a, yeah. you have your clippers, and you're like, okay, I'm going to go for the half inch. And then every couple days, you trim yourself down to the half inch. That's kind of what he's doing now. Yeah, it's not. It's definitely not letting it grow back to what it was. No. But, hey, I mean, if that's what he wants, but I, mean, that's what he I wants prefer to do. the old look, Grimes. But hey, whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I didn't. LA I didn't like. The, I didn't like. Sorry, I didn't like the whole segment though. Uh, just felt awkward. Yeah. Especially no, really. with you know, I had this whole Mandy thing. There were a few elements on the show that had awkward feelings. Yeah, it definitely didn't feel. Like, yeah, the normal kind of booking for an NXT show. No, no. A lot of things felt very off, yeah. Yeah. But uh, after that, we had L.A. Knight, who's getting the huge baby face reactions now, taking on Joe Gacy here. And, yeah, the fans all chanting L.A. Knight. They're going back and forth until Harlan distracts the referee. And then that big guy in the suit shows up once again. I don't think they've named him yet, but... Yeah, ponytail beard. He just looks kind of like Wardlow, I guess. Yeah, uh, <laughs> he's the but, Wardlow uh, that I guess they want but can't have, maybe? <laughs> yeah, so he shows up to distract L.A. Knight. 
And then Grayson Waller shows up to hit his little rolling stunner on night. So it's like a triple distraction going on here. Uh, L.A. Knight gets back in the ring. Joe Gacy hits a handspring elbow to get the win. So, uh, yeah, some some cheap shit there against poor L.A. Knight. Yeah, some cheap shit going on there uh, between all these distractions. You know, but maybe in, in a way to cement the L.A. Knight babyface turn because everything about him still feels, you know, like he he just looks like a fucking heel, you know, in that same kind of way that, <laughs> you know, like you hear him five, seeing him on screen and hearing him talk for 10 seconds, you're like, yep, heel. And almost in that yeah. way that The Miz has a similar vibe going for him too, right? Uh, maybe this is all just ways that we can really make sure he's a babyface. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, yeah, he's one of those guys that I thought we might have been seeing in the Rumble that, but yeah, never did. Like yeah, kind of guy Vince would never yeah. did. So who knows? But uh, after this, we got Wendy Chu taking on Amari Miller, and I know we haven't seen much of her, but I think uh, I'm all in on this this sleepyhead Wendy Chu. <laughs> I, I think it's fun. <laughs> You're all about it. You're I know all it's about similar it. to. Yeah, similar to Orange Cassidy, but I think it's different enough that she's got her own thing going yeah, on. Yeah, because Orange Cassidy doesn't have like an explicit uh, I'm sleeping thing. Uh, he, yeah, it's, it's like just, just an lazy. I'm lazy <laughs> or an I'm better than this kind of thing. It's a, a, yeah. a little bit different. <laughs> yeah, so uh, she gets a leg lock on Miller and then just wraps herself up on her leg like a like a sleepy sloth. So integrating it into her moveset there. Mm-hmm. But, you know, much like Orange Cassidy, she gets serious, starts doing some nice overhead throws, and uh, she's in control when Tiffany Stratton comes out. Because earlier backstage, she made an offer to Miller that uh, she's going to take her shopping, anything she wants, she'll put it on the credit card. Uh, Stratton slides the credit card right into the ring to Miller to remind her uh, of the offer. She picks it up, but then Wendy comes flying in with a big double axe handle, gets a three count. A little bit of an underwhelming finishing move, but uh, I guess it's only Amari Miller, so it's not a big deal. But Stratton wants her card back from Miller, but uh, she can't find it. And then on the ramp, Wendy reveals that she stole it. That's a serious crime. That's, I, I, that's identity fraud. Yeah. Yeah. So who knows? Uh, but Wendy Chu gets the win. <laughs> Which, I mean, God, this is... Uh, Chu's first win. Uh, I feel like she's, she's gonna. She has more wins now than she did as the uh, as as Mei Ying. <laughs> yeah, uh, and she moves around more, even though she's supposed to be more. Lazy. Even though you're more sleepy, yeah, you do a little bit more. <laughs> um, then we got this video package for a new star, Nikita Lyons, who appears to be a singer. But this was, I thought this was some terrible stuff going on. I had no I clue, especially because it. it had been a little while since I remember when 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 2.0 first came out. It was very much like there was a fuck. I think it was either New Year's Evil. There was one of their uh, one of their special shows where between every match was two video packages of new performers, and I could not keep up with who the fuck was who. Uh, and now we've calmed down on that a bit. And now we can really focus on the new people. And I'm already like, we, do we need a new? Do we need someone new? I mean, every this well, this, this one, yeah. This one looked like 
someone who had no experience singing at all, they just want to put that gimmick on them rather than someone who already like, you know, like hit roll. They're already into like kind of doing stuff. Like well, yeah, and it, it and it's kind of that thing where um, I feel it very much, uh, kind of like a WCW kind of thing, where there's just like a broad, there's like a hat of like pick out, pick your gimmick out of a hat. And then uh, you're a singer, you're a farmer, you're a skateboarder, you're a, like, it's just sort of, instead of working with a talent to be a potential, you know, uh, who are you actually and how can we make this work? Um, you know, it feels more like gimmicks from a hat. Yeah, yeah, this video did not get me excited for her. Absolutely not. I'd rather, uh, let's see Poppy we'll out see. there uh, <laughs> in the ring. Hell yeah. Hell, Hell yeah. yeah. Uh, then we got Andre Chase taking on Draco Anthony, who, uh, Draco is much bigger of the two, and, uh, he disrespects Chase University, he grabs their flag and stomps it on the ground. That's a crime in some countries. Yeah. And, uh, this causes Chase to just go wild, though, and, uh, he unleashes, hits his finishing move to get the win. Um... And, yeah, you know. I mean Andre Chase pretty much exclusively loses. So if he's going to be, he's a weird, yeah. If he's going to be a heel type, he it almost feels like where uh, that Andre Chase is being uh, thrown into this Baron Corbin role, where it's like, hey, you're going to be on TV every single week. You're probably going to lose. You're probably going to win. The segments might be good. The segments might suck. But you're going to be out there every single week. And Andre Chase is just like, okay, let's go. Uh, yeah. So we will. But he's see. like, there's nothing. He looks so like even with a big baggy sweater on, he looks skinny. He looks yeah. So he looks very nothing. Yeah, I think uh, you know he's like not, at least Corbin. You're like this guy could win a bar. Yeah, you're like, yeah, you're like okay, he's a big motherfucker. <laughs> you know, yeah, maybe overall presentation. Maybe that's what we were thinking. Of. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh well, we go uh, to Tommaso Ciampa and Braun Breaker taking on Legato Feltasma. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, just a solid, fast-paced tag team match here. Breaker and Ciampa working well together. Uh, this budding friendship doing some nice tandem moves, and the crowd's rooting for them. Uh, yeah, they're doing too well. So Santos Escobar tries to interfere, and uh, Mendoza hits a nice Phoenix splash on Breaker for a two-count. And then Wild, he climbs up the top rope. Ciampa shoves him off, and he goes flying through the announce table. So he's out of the match. And then back in the ring, Breaker hits Mendoza with his military press slam to get the win. Okay, okay. You know, a classic Ciampa Breaker working together. Uh, they both yeah. they both did the little padding on the back bit. Yeah, they, they did. Yeah, the little Ciampa. The, cl the classic Ciampa um, thing. Uh, yeah, you know, but Tomas Ciampa, he can't play Brown Breaker's protector for too long. You know, um, he's a man. He needs to find either a fresh angle or move up the roster. We've already dyed his beard. He's getting yeah, these, I think he's he's getting these dark matches that we've heard about before tapings of SmackDown and Raw. So we got. I feel like we gotta yeah. drop the fucking hammer on him, or drop the nail, punch the hammer. What's the <laughs> what's the expression? We gotta do it. I mean, either or. Uh, yeah, I thought definitely the the dying of the beard was a big sign. That uh, I mean, that's a Vince McMahon thing. Die his goddamn beard. Die, die your beard, goddamn it! You're you're young. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, you're, yeah. Probably. Uh, then I think at the very end, Mandy Rose and Kaylee Ray come running out. Uh, Kaylee corners Mandy uh, with the baseball bat. Finally gets her to agree to a title match. Uh, but it's going to be next week, not at Vengeance Day. I think that's what they said. Yeah, yeah, that is what they said, unless there was a bit of a kind of misspeak. Uh, yeah. The match could be next week, yeah. Yeah. So then at the end, Kaylee hits her with the KLR bomb, leaves her laid out, but I don't think she will be the one to take the title. Yeah, I'm curious because Mandy Rose has been champion now for probably three, four months maybe. Yeah, yeah, decent time. Yeah, yeah, uh, you know, which is, you know, kind of getting around the time where you start saying to yourself, okay. Uh, and I feel like, you know, she's done such a good job of kind of reestablishing her image that it, uh, she'll be back on the main roster maybe by the end of the year. Could with be. With the rest of Tuck. Could be, yeah. You know? Yeah, maybe that's they all you need, right? Kind of establish their group a little bit. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. We'll see. You come down, you're fresh, and then uh, and you come back up. Well, that was our episode of NXT here, folks. Let's move on to the very, very next night, uh, where live in Chicago, some would say the home of AEW, um, we <laughs> present to you an edition of All Elite Wrestling Dynamite. AEW, All Elite, they coming for you, Vince. Better watch out. Too sweet. Where, despite many things that are happening on the card, we know what we're getting. We are finally getting CM Punk taking on MJF um, for uh, that champion. Uh, sorry, not for not for any for Pride <laughs> and Pride alone. Before the show even started, though, Mike, I had reached out to you because that day, Holy Wrestling mentioned that John Moxley will be taking on Brian Kendrick, former Cruiserweight champion. Um, tonight, yeah. and then as quickly as it was announced, all social media posts and everything were immediately <laughs> pulled. I guess someone unearthed some previous uh, um, damaging comments made by Brian Kendrick. Yeah, some interviews. He said some uh, some things diminishing the Holocaust and other things like that, and you know, just conspiracy theories, denying. I think he's talked about lizard people at one point i, I saw yeah i saw a video <laughs> that pretty much to me gave me the feeling that he's just a, like he's a flat earther you know like i wouldn't be surprised if he's a flat earther yeah. um i mean people have said the same about aj styles but i think at least aj knows enough not to run his mouth off and too stupid things. exactly so you know so immediately then tony khan was like jk he he's not gonna be with us anymore <laughs> so we're getting moxley wheeler yuda uh which i guess great move by tony khan i guess um very weird uh i i think it, it kind of has a double effect here i kind of it's like oh we kind of out brian kendrick as like oh this is what's going on with him but then also a double-sided effect where it's like oh vince held on to him for years uh, almost like a weird kind of like damn, you know, he, he kind of got fucked both ways. Yeah, well, I mean, that's the world we live in. I imagine there's people currently in AEW that have clips that have yet to surface that could be uh, pretty damaging as well. Yeah, so who knows um, if we'll actually see that. And then one more note just before we hit this week's episode of Dynamite. Uh, last week, uh, Sammy Guevara. Cody Rhodes um, came together at Beach Break. Uh, Sammy Guevara ended up winning one hell of a ladder match 
that um, kind of unified those two TNT championships, right? Or I guess they were, you know, kind of there was a placeholder and then the actual one. Sammy Guevara is now the kind of official, exclusive, only TNT champion. Uh, five stars. Meltzer gave it five stars. Oh. Yeah, no, I thought it was a great match. Um, we all know how I feel about Meltzer and his rating system. But. Yeah, but at least it didn't go yeah. over five. Five is, no, five is five. the limit that you you will give it, though. That was one hell of a match, um, yeah. giving all the wrestling 13 five or more star matches. They only need one to tie that of WWE slash WWF. Yeah, which is pretty silly. And we'll get there by revolution, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. At guaranteed. least during revolution. It'll happen. Uh, but yeah, let's get this match we promised you. John Moxley taking on Wheeler Yuta, uh, who had a lot of friends at ringside, Orange Cassidy, and Dan, Dan Housen was there at ringside with him. And, uh, yeah, he was just doing his thing, pointing at Moxley, right, causing distractions, uh, getting the crowd going. The crowd, the crowd was... <laughs> Not cheering for Wheeler Yuta, they were cheering for Danhausen. I don't know if you got that. We got <laughs> yeah. the "Let's Go Moxley, Danhausen, Let's <laughs> Go Mox." So whenever this guy pops, I can see Danhausen getting his first match, maybe on a rampage or something like that. But whenever it happens, he's gonna have a hook level response. Rookie of the year is is now, it could <laughs> could be a two man competition between Hook and uh, Danhausen. Yeah, looking forward. Yeah, to could be getting him, there. Uh, his first match. Uh, but yeah, back in the ring or on the apron, Moxley hits his old finisher, the headlock driver, which he originally used as Dean Ambrose. And, uh, a bit later, he uses his current finisher, the paradigm shift, to get the easy win there. And afterwards, Brian Danielson gets in the ring. He's got a microphone, and he asks the crowd if they want to see them fight. And they all chant yes. Brian says, for a long time, I wanted to see that too. But since you've come back, we've seen a new John Moxley. Everybody, give it up. And then the crowd cheers. And Brian says, I saw you from where I was before, watching you as AEW world champion. And you were the best AEW champion we've ever had. Uh, and if you had a little support, I think you would still be the world champion. So I realized that Moxley and Brian, we shouldn't be fighting. We should be fighting together. And then uh, Brian pulls out a little tiny heel jab saying there's no reason a millennial cowboy could be a world champion. No reason somebody dressed as a dinosaur should be a tag champion. Uh, yeah, somebody whose main contribution to society is a vlog should be a TNT champ. So anyways, listen, Moxley, together, you and me, we can run this place. We can take any title we want. Uh, what if we take guys like Wheeler, Yuta, Daniel Garcia? away from their joke teams, and we mentor them. And at this point, the crowd's cheering. Crowd, they like this idea. crowd's but, like, yeah! At one, uh, point, uh, at one point, Daniel Bryan's, uh, Brian Daniels even says, like, they might not like me, but they like what I'm saying. And I was like, yeah, yeah I do, exactly like, I do like what you're saying here. That's it. I know. I think this And then Moxley, he's like, hmm. And he's the, considered. The it's very. Moxley did something during this promo, which you never see in WWE, where they look at the camera... And, yeah, I did it multiple times. And look at you like, what do you think? As He's if like, like the camera's a real fucking person <laughs> that's there. It's not a fourth wall break because we know you're on camera. He's looking at us, yeah. raising his eyebrows like, what do you, what do you think? 
Yeah, I mean, this is a very unexpected and intriguing offer. So uh, Brian says, all right, you don't have to answer now. Just think about it. This greatness we can create. Think about it. So hey, I hey, I like this. I, like I this. do like this too because I mean we 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 see uh we see the likes of um we we do see a lot of these team ups kind of things here on uh in All Elite Wrestling, right? We see you know like the best friends are somehow adding people every single fucking week for all we know. <laughs> Who knows how many yeah. people are in the Hardy family office? Um, yeah. But that's exactly it. We don't, out of all these people who have come over, we, it's more like we see all the non-WWE people teaming together, right? Where we don't see, you know, I mean, of course, Jericho is the inner circle. I had just mentioned the Hardy family office, but I mean, FTR, Sean Spears, they're not the leaders of their faction, uh, we do see the likes of, uh, I don't know, help me out on someone else. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, uh, no, this is e- like... Even the way that Adam Cole, uh, Bobby Fish, Kyle O'Reilly, they're just sort of mold, they kind of molded themselves into the elite. Uh, yeah. this is, this, this could be fantastic booking if things go the right way. Yeah, I'm super excited for this and I hope Moxley takes him up on that offer because... Yeah, that could be a two-man power trip like we haven't seen in years and years and years. Yes, very much so. Hopefully hopefully we see some good things coming soon. Yeah. Um, after that, Brandy Rhodes comes out. And she says, it's so nice to be back in Cleveland, but we're in Chicago. So the crowd boo. They're already booing her, but that just draws more heat. And, I mean, that's got to be on purpose. But she's like, ah, oh, whatever. Same thing. Snow, ice. <laughs> uh, and then Dan Lambert interrupts her, and he's starting to get pops now. He's getting people cheering. Dan for him. Lambert's getting pops, <laughs> baby. He, that, I mean, that's just a credit. There's your heel turn. There's your uh, best turn shooty right there. Fucking Dan I mean, Lambert. It's already. Yeah, he's already in contention. Uh, he comes out, calls Brandy out on her bullshit, and he says, "You have a reality show, but honey, you need a reality check. <laughs> you can pretend that Cody." <laughs> You pretend Cody earned his spot. You can pretend that chief brand officer is a real title, not just something they made up to stroke your massive ego. You can pretend that Brandy from the block accent you try to use isn't as fake as those boltons popping out of your T-shirt right now. So he's just laying it on thick. And uh, Lambert says you can pretend that you're not getting booed out of this ring, even though you're standing next to a rich, angry, conservative conservative sexist AEW hating old man like me so he's just obliterating Brandy right now and the crowd's got his back Yeah. Uh, Ethan Page is laughing and Brandy's like why are you laughing we only hired you to get Josh Alexander which I didn't quite understand they didn't well they didn't get Josh Alexander in the first place so I guess that's where, yeah, guess where so, that's where that goes felt two yeah, Canadians so, though Ethan Page Josh uh, Alexander <laughs> uh, Brandy doesn't understand though I, why Lambert's got all this beef with her and she's trying to talk but the crowd just chants shut the fuck up which causes Brandy she takes a pause and she's like are you done and she tries to continue but they're not done never they just take keep a pause folks we know you kids are out there you want to be professional wrestlers yeah. never pause take a take take from Dan Lambert's book and when you're getting a chorus of booze raining on you like none other before just keep going. Just keep swimming. Yeah, just Wait, keep what, what movie? Uh, yeah. Finding Nemo. Just keep swimming. 
<laughs> yeah, so Brandy's getting eaten alive here, and she says, Dan, your best fighter got knocked out by Jake Paul and Amanda Nunes, which I don't, I don't get the Amanda Nunes part either. Uh, well, Amanda Nunes is also a member of America's Top Team on the legit fighter side, and she, uh, and she lost her UFC uh, Women's Championship also. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well... Dan says, uh, don't you think it's time your whole family goes heel? Because the only face turn anyone is going to buy is the one from your vid video job, which is being turned face down, or your old job being turned face down, which... What does that mean? I didn't, I didn't get that. I didn't get that one either. No. <laughs> There's a lot of a lot of inside baseball references. A lot going on of here, inside but, uh, baseball. <laughs> crowd was loving it though. Brandy ends up slapping Lambert in the face, uh, which causes Paige Van Zant to come out and square off with Brandy. The locker room spills out to break it up. And yeah, I mean, yeah, some references that didn't get, but I thought it was a fun promo. It's just fun seeing people behind Lambert and how. He just destroyed Brandy, and the crowd's eating it up. Yeah, all, all in all, all in all, this was a totally, uh, this was a totally fine kind of promo. It was really funny how quickly the crowd took sides between Dan Lambert and Brandy. It was very cool. I was like, yeah. oh, okay, yeah, fuck her. We're totally on this guy's side. Um, they need to, yeah, keep this going. Brandy can be your number one heel if she's. Well, and the return of Paige Van Zant, who we had been saying for, you know, during her kind of build up there for weeks with the Inner Circle, that she's doing great. We want to see more of her. We want her to be kind of maybe even possibly like a permanent fixture, uh, a part of top team and the rest of the women's division. So it was great to see uh, her back. Yeah. I mean, maybe it will lead to her fighting Brandy, but uh, we know Brandy's kind of limited in the ring. So who knows? Who knows what will happen? Mm hmm. Uh, maybe a mixed tag match. Yeah, something like that. Cody. Uh, but then we get a tag match after this. The Kings of the Black Throne. I mean, the graphics said Knights of the Black Throne, but then they announced them as King of the Black Throne. I think. Yeah, and they're uh, they're they're I I understand them as Kings of the Black Throne. That is their uh, they they are currently the PWG okay. cha uh, tag team champions, and that's how they are branded there. But who knows? Maybe Knights. We're going for another little rebrand. Not sure. I think it's. I mean, Justin Roberts said King, so I'll go with that. <laughs> I'll say the graphic guy made an error. Fuck but, you, graphic guy. So, uh, <laughs> so Malachi Black, Brody King taking on Penta and Pack, who uh, comes out. He's still got the bandages over his eyes, so I don't know. He's blind. But he starts the match, and uh, Black takes a swing, but Pack he's still able to duck it, even with the blindfold on. He's wrestling perfectly. And then Sewer, uh, soon he lowers the bandage to reveal that his eyes are, in fact, fine. And, uh, yeah, we just go on to get a fun little tag match. and uh, Things are going well until eventually Black sprays the mist into Penta's eyes, which allows him and King to hit Dante's Inferno to get the win. In uh yeah in a in a, in a very good match uh of course without Ray Phoenix doing over there uh the Knights the Kings uh, whoever uh, or whatever <laughs> Vegas versus LA yeah whatever we want to call them uh yeah they're present yeah just nice to see Pac doing stuff you know yeah and uh you know we're still looking for this House of Black to expand as well yes. 
No word, no word from Julia Hart. We didn't see Julia Hart at all in any backstages or anything this week. So, no, she's still, but we did. We didn't. She's, she's still my we, pick. She's still my pick to of the next kind of addition to the stable. Yeah, we didn't mention it, but uh, she did face Jade Cargill for the TBS title on Rampage. Yeah, before but, the Rumble. Yeah, but uh, and lost, of course. But uh, yeah. So, anyways, uh, Nyla Rose up next takes on Ruby Soho. And you had uh, the singer from Rancid. I think it was a singer, right? Yeah. One of the Lars. members of the band of Rancid. Lars, yeah. He's in the crowd, so Ruby goes over and hugs him. And, uh, match itself was okay. Uh, Ruby hits a nice TKO onto the apron there. And uh, back in the ring, she hits the no future, makes the cover. But Vicky Guerrero at ringside puts Nyla's foot on the rope. Uh, so she saves her and... Nyla climbs up the top rope, and then Ruby comes running in for another no-future kick, but she just simply misses. It was like Charlie Brown and the football. She just Yeah, and commentary, commentary it played it off, uh, you know, like, oh, she, she missed. Uh, but yeah. I've never, yeah, you never see someone. It was like she slipped on a banana peel. Yeah, it was almost because it's, it's not a particularly complicated maneuver, I don't think. No, you just jump, kick. So it was weird. So she falls. Nyla's like, okay, jumps off the top ropes, hits a big swanton, and then the beast bomb get the win. So yeah, it was weird. Um, but a big win for Nyla Rose, though I think. Um, yeah, no, I mean they're always kind of no word from either Jade Cargill or Britt Baker on this show. Um, but you know, Revolution. We're we're kind of marching our way to Revolution. I believe it's the beginning of March, March eighth. I want to say. Uh, so both those belts will probably have to be defended there. Yeah, I feel like we're still gonna get Baker versus Thunder Rosa mm -hmm. part two at that event. Yeah, but yeah, TBS title's kind of wide open. Yeah, uh, maybe that could, maybe that could be a uh, multi-person. We haven't seen many multi-women matches uh, when it comes to these uh, title opportunities. Well, we we haven't. I don't think we ever seen a triple threat for the um, for the women's championship. I think we've barely seen any multi-man matches. Period. When it comes to title, yeah. Matches. I mean, I think we had the uh, we had uh, Kenny, Pac, and Orange Cassidy. And that one yeah, fucking slapped. That. What what are they what are they yeah. so afraid of? I don't know. I think they're just traditional, I guess, at this point mm. for now. Yeah. But we'll get them. Uh there's a quick little backstage. The feud continues between the gun club as they beat up Jungle Boy and take him outside, throw him in a pile of snow. <laughs> in his bare underwear. Or his jungle boy outfit. His jungle boy outfit, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, not, I mean, Gun Club, I still don't care that much about him. This feud is not that much. Yeah, nothing too much. I think it kind of, as, as a part of that larger problem, you know, just a lot of people going on, right? Yeah. Then we get Tony Schiavone in the ring to interview Hangman Adam Page. Uh, talk about his upcoming, well, he's defending the title next week against Lance Archer in a Texas death match. So, uh... Yeah, Paige just cuts a promo, said, uh, yeah, you know, he's ready to fight. Lambert, Dan Lambert and Jake the Snake come out to respond. Be and, uh, yeah, Lambert's kind of associated with them now. I don't know. But. Yeah, he came out uh, yeah. the other week, I think, with them. 
Yeah, so he's not quite a part of top team, but he's kind of with Lambert. I don't know. Doesn't matter. Lance Archer comes out after and just says, let's do this. And they brawl. And uh, Archer nails Paige with a chair. Choke slams him onto the side of the steel steps. And then hits a blackout through the timekeeper's table. Which, that thing's starting to get broken every week now. It's like Every single week. And that's a dangerous move, that blackout. Uh, I mean, I'm sure not da- not actually dangerous, but that's a, you know, that that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah, it looks, yeah, it's a great it's move. A, yeah, it looks uh, good. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see some violence next week in Texas. Texas Deathmatch, though, that is kind of the Lance Archer signature match. Uh, I believe that's how he won the IWGP United States Championship off of John Moxley was yeah, in a Texas of- Deathmatch. Because uh, I do recall a promo where um, uh, Lance Archer said, Texas Deathmatch, and John Moxley said, what the hell is that? um so who knows yeah we'll see uh but let's get to this main event we've been promised they've been feuding for quite a while now uh some great promo work here but we're ready to settle it in the ring we got mjf taking on cm punk live here in his hometown of chicago so of course he gets the hero's welcome and a ton of time for this match for those of you watching live, it was about 9.20 when they were coming out, so almost 40 minutes left in the show. Yeah, and it was, uh, and of course, Justin Roberts let us know the match schedule for one fall or TV time remaining. Yeah, but then during the match, we're like, we're going to stay with this if it goes past time, so who knows? So I was like, okay, <laughs> give me that, baby. Uh, but anyways, tons of time, and it deserved, well-deserved. The crowd was just super hot for everything, and... Uh, yeah, there was a fun little spot early on where MJF tries to like sneak out through the ropes. Punk punches him and he falls back, bounces back up, punches him again over and over. Like those little inflatable punching bags we had as kids. Yep, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they fight their way out into the crowd. Punk picks up MJF, drops him crotch first onto a railing. Uh, and then they fight their way back to the ring and uh, MJF starts targeting Punk's arm trying to wear it down for that salt of the earth and uh punk slams mjf on the edge of the ring and then he grabs him and lets a fan chop him in the chest i mean do you think it was a real fan or do you think it was a friend of his or it might it might have been a plant because uh you know but it was a good chop right across there because he's a chop i'd love to yeah. i'd love to chop mjf uh that'd be great mm-hmm. uh and then back in the ring mjf pulls bryce remsburg in between him and punk and uh during this brief scuffle uh, MJF rips off a piece of tape and uses it to choke Punk. And he's got him in a deep sleeper hold, so he, he's hiding the tape. The illegal leverage here. The ref can't see it. Punk falls down to the mat. So the referee goes to check, lifts his hand, drops it once, drops it twice. And then on the third time, we all expect the hand to stay up, but the hand drops. The bell rings. MJF has won by submission and this crowd is stunned they can't believe it as i was Uh, at home this was scheduled for tv time remaining what are we going to do with the last 20 minutes (laughs) what are we going to do well bryce remsberg he uh goes to raise mjf's hand which causes the piece of tape to drop out he was trying to hide it but grace bryce picks it up says what the fuck is this so he goes over to the ring of announcer lets us all know that this match will continue 
So MJF is pissed. He yells. He shoves the ref. The ref shoves him back right into a roll-up from Punk. But uh, Max kicks out of that. Uh, yeah, and then he rips off some more tape and just uses it blatantly in front of the ref this time, choking again. But he breaks before the five count, so it's okay. And, uh, yeah, then just some more back-and-forth wrestling. Nice submission work. Uh, Punk pulls out a reverse Hurricane Rana. And both men, he Punk landed on his head just as bad as MJF on that one. Yeah, that was a, that, that was a good one. Steam Punk was folded over. Yeah, big reverse Rana there. And uh, MJF still cheating whenever he can. He kicks Punk in the balls behind Bryce's back. Makes the pin with the foot on the ropes, but Punk still kicks out. So MJF has now decided to work over Punk's leg. So just tearing away at that. They fight their way up to the top rope. When Punk pulls out a move we haven't seen in over 17 years, the Pepsi Plunge, which is pretty much a pedigree off the top. I was going to say, it's, it, it was a pedigree. Okay, good. Just want to make sure we're yeah. all on the same page. <laughs> but still, big holy shit moment from the crowd. They're going nuts. He never did that move once in WWE. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, J. Oh, yeah. Well, Jr. made that uh, made that observation. Oh, I've never seen that maneuver in 17 years. Yeah, I think Triple H would probably be like, no, no one does a pedigree. But well, we, exactly. It's like it's why we don't see cutters in uh, on the main roster, right? Yeah. So crowds going nuts, but the the move hurts Punk's knees so much. MJF's already been working it over, so it doesn't have time to make the cover. Uh, so they fight on. Punk's looking to hit the GTS, but his knee gives out. MJF rolls to the floor. And this is when Wardlow comes out. And he just gets right in CM Punk's face, stares him down, and steps aside. Uh, and I, the way they filmed this was great, because you don't see anything at first. You just see the, the stare down, and Punk throws MJF back in the ring. Wardlow steps on the apron. Such as Strauss Punk for a second, which allows Maxwell to put on the diamond ring, punches Punk in the face with it, makes the cover, and he gets the three. So CM Punk's first loss in AEW. Wow. For the second time. Almost like a almost like a double loss, yeah, for him there too. Yeah. Of so, course, after the huge win. Yeah. For MJF. Big deal. And uh I loved on the replay when they showed when Wardlow was in Punk's face. He had the ring behind his back and handed it right to MJF, which you didn't see on the first go around. So nice little sneaky way. And yeah, awesome match. I mean, with the little restart in between, it still almost went like 40 minutes or so. Yeah. One of the match of the year candidates so far for me. Yeah, one of the longest, one of the longer television matches you will see. Mm-hmm. Uh, out there, you know, um, and AEW has been great so far. This is the second or third, even long, long match that the fans still want, and is kind of it's you know it 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 goes up, it goes down, it flows, and um, and it's great, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. This was awesome. This was uh, everything we wanted it to be. I mean. Uh, you know, the right guy won. MGF's the young guy. He had to cheat to win, but he still got the job done. And and and, yeah, and really CM beating Punk. beating uh, CM Punk in Chicago gives MJF this carte blanche to just brag to every single on every single promo. I beat CM Punk in his hometown. Uh, possibly also um, sets up a rematch for Revolution. 
yeah. which is also possible, right? Because um, well, I mean, I feel like MJF might be facing the Hangman at Revolution. There's a chance with that too, right? I mean, MJF is. He's been the top of AEW. He's been one of the top heels on the planet since his coming into All Elite Wrestling, or at least whenever he turned on Cody, whenever that was. Um, That's how long he's been on top of the game. So I think he needs to be rewarded at some point. Yeah, I think he will be. I think he'll be the guy to beat Hangman Adam Page. Yeah, that'd be great to uh, see. Yeah, great stuff. I liked how they... You know, normally when a match gets restarted, you think, okay, he's not going to win again twice, but, you know, he did. So He won twice. Swerve expectations. Jesus. Yeah. So that was cool. And that was it. That was that the was... entirety of Dynamite, a long episode for us here. Uh, covering the Rumble, of course. Let's, uh, let's, let's end the show the way that we always do, which is by giving you a wrestler of the week. It's the wrestler of the week of the week. Wrestler of the week. You got anything for us uh, here this week, Mike? Let's hear it. Yeah, I'll just finish off with the way, with uh, the man we were just talking about, MJF. Huge win, great match. I mean, he's one of the best in the planet at what he does. And still so much more for him to accomplish. Yeah, he hasn't even begun to uh, to peak of what he'll do in All Elite Wrestling. I'm going back to the Rumble for my wrestler of the week, and I got a pick from my favorite match from that entire uh, pay-per-view. It was actually the match that opened up the show. Roman Reigns taking on Seth Rollins. However, I can only choose one winner, and uh, by choosing a winner, I'll actually be choosing the loser, Seth Rollins. Seth freaking Rollins, I should say. Well, he won by DQ. He uh, won. You're right. That's a good point. He did win. He may <laughs> have walked yeah, away with a few more bruises, uh, but he did win the match in the record books, uh, coming down with that shield entrance, telling the story, this you know kind of de facto baby face. The crowd was behind him. I thought it was one hell of a match, too, despite you know the risky ending, but um, kind of keeps both people safe in that same kind of way. Seth freaking Rollins, uh, you're the wrestler of the week. Yeah, no, he was my runner-up there, so, uh, yeah, great week for him. Yeah, even with the uh, the finish, doesn't doesn't change who he is as a performer. And yeah, they left something on the table, you know, that Roman Reigns, Seth, I mean, they're always going to be able to go back to that match, but, I mean, Seth's got unfinished business. Yeah, Seth Roman is like the, the Sasha Bailey of <laughs> the men's roster, you know, we can just keep going back to that well... And that was all the time we have for the show this week, folks. Thanks for listening. Rate, review, like, subscribe. The show is everywhere. We'll be back next week with the big 170. Um, that'll Whoa. be our, uh, you know, we'll kind of prep ourselves towards Vengeance Day. Of course, um, Saudi is like the week, in like two weeks or something. Like we really don't have much time before we're going back to Saudi. And then Revolution follows. It's a real exciting time of the year. That's right. And the Winter Olympics. Don't forget <laughs> the Winter Olympics, see. folks. <laughs> I mean, there could be future wrestling, even though there's no wrestling. It could be future. You know, WWE has hired Olympians. Exactly. Pay attention to the bobsled team. I feel like uh, they could be most likely to show up in a WWE ring 
At I one hear point, Jamaica's back. Jamaica's, Jamaica's back. Jamaica's in the back. John Candy's been coaching the, the hell out of these since, boys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and thanks for listening, everybody. Have a great week. Mike, you take care of yourself. Yeah, we'll see you next time. Two.